slick music and then you know edited but no we don't even fucking that makes do it that. feel live and dirty it is dirty dude it's dirty as fuck bam oh is this music maybe what is this called there's a slight pause what's the what's the music called portal from the portal soundtrack still alive we tried portal. to play this the other day but right, this was is gonna be sweet i don't think i'm high enough i'm making a note here huge success it's hard to overstate my satisfaction Aperture science You know you want another hit of this We do what we must Don't be scared Don't be scared, homie <laughs> Play this I'm going deeper, how do you like that? I'm going four, this is four But there's no sense crying over every mistake You just keep on trying till you run out of I might be too high to talk. We just talk games, Brian. <laughs> Cliffy B, offering to help out. Offering to help out if I can't talk. That's a real pal. <laughs> problem driving over, we started getting into good subjects. It's like, save it, no way. Save it, save, save it, it, save it. That's the problem when you get cool people to come over before the podcast. Then when you try and recycle the exact same conversation, sometimes Sounds it doesn't have the exact... Fake as fuck. Exact. So, earlier you were talking about hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That guy. What happened to him? Crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the podcast is the one and only, the real Cliffy B. Yay. Cliff Blazinski? Is that, am I saying it right? Yep. Fresh off the plane. Fresh off the plane. If you don't know Cliffy B, uh, behind us is Gears of War is playing on the big screen in, in Casa de Brian, and that is uh, one of the masterpieces from Cliffy B. And uh, Cliffy is a game designer for Epic Games, and it's been my friend for a long time. We've been friends for how long now? It's like 10 years now. 10 years, bitches! Yeah. Thank Joe you. has a habit oh. of basically going around no. to a... Flashlight. <laughs> don't touch it. Is this the one you find? Is it in a beer can? Say, yeah. That's the most used and horribly slutty flashlight you've ever, ever oh, had. Oh, I thought suck it was a beer that finger. overflowed the like fridge. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this uh-huh. is the flashlight. This is a sponsor of our podcast. Before we go any further. That's the flashlight um, in a can, If actually. you go to... Yeah, and apparently this one is not the most effective one if you're just looking for something to have sex with you might as well go with the standard version the can one is more of a novelty item it is a you can get it done if you need to look at it's dripping with water you're a disgusting <laughs> human being you are wretched brian went through a dry spell he broke up with his girls like you know he's got excuses oh dude come on man stop it you're fucking freaking me out if you go to joe rogan.net if you go to joe rogan.net um don't wipe it on me man that's not cool that is so not cool you wipe it on your pillow? Your dog's going to... Oh, man. we got problems. Anyway, uh, if you go to JoeRogan.net, you enter in... Uh, click the link for the flashlight. You get 15% off. You enter in the code word Rogan. Sort of Rogan? Yeah. Right? I ask you every week, and I always forget. Anyway, that's with that out of the way, Cliff Blazinski, uh, lead game designer for Gears of War and so many other fucking cool games. Unreal. It's actually a design director now. Design director? Yeah. Is, is that a different thing? Yeah, I mean, it's basically like if you can prove yourself working on multiple projects, then you get to try and like sprinkle a little bit of the magic fairy dust and all the other projects. We got Boltstorm oh. coming. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, well, it's called Boltstorm. No, what is it's that? It's kind of like, uh, you remember uh, Firefly and Serenity, those TV shows Joss Whedon did? It's kind of like that meets Serenity, Duke Nukem. I, I sort of like remember seeing the ads. I don't think I ever. You're like it. a drunken space pirate who winds up crash landing on a planet, and you wind up using like a combination of crazy guns and your boot to kind of fight your way off the planet. Oh, yeah, it's wow. actually really fucking cool. It's uh, coming out in February. Wow, that yeah. sounds pretty. It's fucking developed cool. by a bunch of crazy Polish guys, and I've uh, been working on that a bunch. 
Got a, got a, we got our iPhone game dropping this Thursday. Oh, what is it? Yeah, it's called Infinity Blade. It's like Punch Out with Swords. Wow. For yeah. the iPhone. And uh, will you be able to play against people? Uh, not yet. First release is uh, just uh, one player. But, I mean, the beauty of Apple right now is you have these updates, right? Right. Remember in the PC days, it used to be patches? Yeah. And you're like, shit, I got to get a patch. This sucks. Yeah. This is broken. Now it's wow, updates. Yeah. Right. And you're like, wow, I'm getting an update. It's a gift. It's you know, like, it's, here's no, it's, the thing that yeah. people don't appreciate. If you came up in the old Windows days, it's seamless. It yeah. always works. Yeah. Man, I started out with Windows 95. Yeah. And I'm sure you probably started way before that. Uh, we're showing our age, dude. <sighs> yeah. Windows 95 was the first PC that I ever had. And I remember one time, I somehow or another, I did something. Somehow or another, I installed my operating system onto one of those big drives. What were those big, stupid drives? Remember uh, those things? Floppy? No, it was like a, a, another zip, step above zip, that. Zip, zip drive. Oh, it was yeah, a big the one, slow though. ones. It was a big one. Like It was probably like one megabyte or something stupid. Yeah, it really yeah, wasn't yeah. that big. It's but a back, stone tablet. Yeah, it was giant, this big fucking brick. Chisel and somehow yourself. or another, that became my startup drive. Yeah. I installed Windows so on that. So then it took like four days for your computer to boot up? It wouldn't boot up. It was just chaos. And yeah. so I had to bring it into a guy who was a, a PC expert yeah. who figured out what the fuck I... What retardation yeah, I... That guy later went on found the Geek Squad, and he's a billionaire now. Uh, yeah, and meanwhile, uh, the technology is built to decay. It's to like Mac. money, right? Like anytime you have something, like six months later, there's a new version that comes out. You're like, damn it, I got to upgrade this. You know right. what? They say that, but I don't see it that way. I, that? I think it's exciting. I don't think of like people are good. Like, oh, this sucks because you know, you know, fucking the new shit's coming out and they build it that way. No, they're just trying to catch up with the ideas. I think technology is moving at such a fucking insane it's, rate. I got guys at work. They have kids right now. My my buddy Lee, he's uh, one of our designers. He he pulled his uh, daughter aside and he's like. Look, things have gotten pretty cool in my lifetime. You have absolutely no idea the things you're in for, like where the world is going. Like the world in 10, 15 years is going to be completely unrecognizable. Yeah, I like, agree. It's like from where we were as kids, like you can't even imagine, right? Like with nanotechnology and everything, it's unbelievable. Have you, you and I have, I'm sorry, you and I have had this conversation a couple of times. One yeah. of the things that you turned me on to is fucking 3D printers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea that you're going to be able to have certain elements inside of a machine and you're going to be able to print objects. And yeah. we talked about on the podcast before that you're not going to have to go to stores to buy things no more than you have to go to stores to get a picture. You can download a picture. I already hate going to the store now, dude. Like, uh, you know, you go to big box retail, it takes like 45 minutes to find what you want. Like, okay, right. so now I use Amazon, but if I can actually have a fabric in my house that can print out a pen like fine right because they have the you have the like the wooden type ones right now that kind of printed out of kind of like a like shave material right and you can just right. send them a 3d studio object and then they have metal ones where it can just build your metal object just layer by layer and then and eventually, eventually it's gotta, gonna be everything glass figure out a way to manipulate uh, whatever atoms and molecules to build whatever you want out of it it's just unbelievable Fuck. and that's it's coming online man and smart dust we were talking about right yeah that was another thing that you set me hip to it was um the, the well explain the whole thing for people who don't know what smart dust is at a very high level because again i'm a bit of a luddite despite what i do for a living uh it's uh this kind of dust that they're able to sprinkle out in the battlefield that each one has a little bit of a transmitter on it and they can detect if anybody walks on it like any sort of like you know footstep wow. patterns on it because it essentially creates a little network that then sends back to base and then what happens is it can also kind of catch in people's shoes and in little bits of their clothing, you know, just like little DNA bits you would find with pieces of hair in a crime scene. And they can track whoever actually has that on them, right? I mean, not, you, you combine where technology is going with the connectivity we have in the world, and it's, it's really scary, right? We talk about the end of privacy as we know it, right? How big are these things? Uh, they're tiny. They're the size of a small grain of sand. Motherfucker. And I don't know how many are actually out there yet, right? Think about like, how much sand you get in your shoes when you go to the beach. Yeah, I get a lot. Could you imagine? Too. 
Could you imagine if all that sand? We probably was already have this on us, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. Yeah. By the time we know about it, I've always said Why about. By the clones? time we hear about it, it's been in use for years. Yeah. yeah when they right. talk about clones, I'm like, by the time they tell you they've cloned a person, the guy telling you is probably a clone. Yeah. I wonder how many technologies are, clone. are actively in use by the government that if the your average person knew about, it would result in total Ax, anarchy. It's in Axe body spray. Yeah. I've gotten. <laughs> it, it really is. No, it's, 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 it's a whole Axe line. It's Axe body spray is only for douchebags. That's why they want to track douchebag activity. Brian, That's I the first thing when they step outside of chimps when they do like medical studies on chimps, test out mascara on them and shit. I know, That's what they do. I notice you're an Old Spice guy there in the bathroom there, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm an Old Spice guy or whatever's cheapest. Yeah, whatever gets the job done. And it has to be white. I'm not. I, I need white deodorant. That's I don't racist. need the the blue kind. Yeah. That's like do you Avatar go with cream. It doesn't work. Do you do the antiperspirant Fuck thing? Fuck yeah, I do. I don't think that's a good thing for your body. I what, think st- I don't. I don't wear antiperspirant. I don't. I, I know I stink sometimes, but I don't mind. You know what? What's important to me? What's important to me is I don't clog my pores up when they're trying to leak out sweat. Dude, like, if what I, is that about? You're it, just gumming up your pores uh, it's, it's, you're not so that like, sweat doesn't you're not come just, out. Like, plugging them. You're using some sort of like, fucking nasty chemical that jacks your whole your whole system. Yeah, but how many people get armpit cancer? If I got armpit cancer, I'd be like, thank God, I have, I'm the first at something. I'm not. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not scared of my sweat. Doesn't bother me. I'm sweaty all the time. Yeah, but you stink though. I do, right? Yes, that's like the whole thing. That's the it's, problem it's, with once you start working. Smell like an ape because I'm so hairy. Because my chest is hairy too, so it all funks in there, and it gets you know, it gets gets some sort of a bacterial. You look growth, like Dan Hadea with your shirt off. Not that bad, but right. it's, it's a lot. So I right, shave it good. a lot of times too. Because otherwise it starts itching and it gets caught in jujitsu. People pull your chest hair. So you don't wear deodorant, but you fuck. do shave your chest. Yeah, I'm sexy as fuck. You're, you're just dude. A good when I when I shave my chest, man, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, damn. We're ready for the French Riviera, <laughs> Joe? <laughs> I don't shave my legs though. You know, I've no excuse to shave my legs. I know some dudes who do because swimmers gets you out of submissions gets you out of submissions easier. Jujitsu guys mostly. Yeah, yeah. you're still hardcore into that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. What do you yeah. think of this? Uh, was it Krav Maga? The uh, Krav Maga. It, Crap, my God, the Israeli fighting technique? Well, I think if you wanted to just learn uh, it for self-defense, it's a good system because what they do is they incorporate a lot of the best techniques in ground fighting and they incorporate a lot of the best techniques in stand-up. And for someone just looking to defend themselves, it gives you a pretty comprehensive view of mix of martial arts yeah. in general. You look it up on YouTube, man. And yeah. It's like half the videos are like how to get out of a gun situation and mm. half of them are like legit guys who are fast. The other half would wind up dead. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? At least you have a chance. You know, it's like... If, if you have an idea of what to do and someone is trying to get a, get you with a gun, most likely they're going to fucking shoot you, right? But at least you have some sort of an idea if an opportunity presents uh, take, itself. Take, take, yeah, uh, take control of it or not, right? Yeah, I mean, like, that's what the whole idea of martial arts is about. It's not that you're going to be able to beat people up or you're going to be able to fight. It's like at least you're going to know what's happening. Because, yeah. like, the scariest thing about any sort of an altercation is when you don't know how to defend yourself. You don't know what to do. And I've seen guys... I saw this guy get knocked the fuck out once, and it was crazy. You're talking about like at a, it was a at fight. A bar yeah, or? yeah, it was yeah. a bar. And they got into a fight, and as they got into a fight, one guy was just, they, he just went into a full panic and was just swinging his hands. He wasn't even making like, like fists. Like a girl? Yes, yes. Full like, panic. Swinging <laughs> his hands, and a car got in front of me. And as the car got in front of me, because people were trying to get out of this parking lot while this fight was going on, and as the car got in front of me, as the car passed, he was out cold on the ground. Yeah. 
flattened out. Dude, and I don't know, was, man. Like my it was first, a, but there was a look in his eyes of complete, total panic. He had no idea what to do. Yep. He was locked into this situation. So where it was on Sunset. You understand? I mean, you doing what you do with MMA and everything, and being involved in the, in the scene. Like when I went to the, I went to my first MMA fight. I was the one in Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting there watching UFC, and I'm like, you know, I've seen it on at bars, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. And seeing it in person, getting a huge amount of respect for the fighters and how what tremendous athletes these guys are, right? But whenever I, you know, living in Raleigh and seeing bar fights, which break out on a regular basis, they're not as bad as Boston, by the way. We need to talk about Boston. Uh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> That's the land of savages. 12.30 hits yeah. and it's the witching hour. There's too um, many ugly, angry women and dudes are pissed. Yeah, the sea hags, man. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, we'll get there. We'll get there. But like, <laughs> whenever I see a fight friend. in real life, dude, if it, unless it's two guys who are scrappers, man, you see like the one guy who picks a fight with the, the, this guy who doesn't know what he's doing. I think it's really ugly shit, man. Yeah. Like, you see act, somebody actually legitimately get hit and beaten up like that before the staff can get to him. That's it's why pretty I, fucked up when someone knows how to fight and the other person doesn't. And I try when, to make friends with the biggest motherfuckers in town. That's good. So. Hide behind people, man. Notice notice when the shit, shit's about to hit the fan and know where the door is. Spidey That's sense. all important. You yeah. can smell it, man. Yeah, and the thing about someone who does train in martial arts, most of the time you don't want to fight because it's not the same thing yeah, it's, anymore. It's like a good it's, bouncer. You yeah. know how to defuse the situation, right? You're not looking to crack skulls. Well, it's not just that. It's like you kind of, it's not attractive. You know, for some guys, the idea of beating someone's ass is like attractive. But when you do martial arts all the time, it's not attractive at all. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a thing to do. It seems like, you know, what you want to do is avoid all that. This is stupid. This could get, you can get hurt. Yep. Like, it's, you don't have any need to prove yourself physically where a lot of people do. And unfortunately, sometimes they're just trying to bluff. You know, and they get called out on it, and they don't know what to do. They're yeah. already at step nine. They don't know how they got there because they're, they're, they're in drunk, deep, right? And then you know, and then they say, "Why well, would I fucking hit this guy?" And they go to take a swing. And the horror upon horrors is yep. when you throw a punch at a guy, and he he moves like he actually knows how to fight, and he's sober. Then you're fucked. Yeah. Because yep. then you're drunk and you did a douchebag thing and some guy's going to light you up. Yeah. But next thing you know, you're on the side yeah. of the street laying there bleeding. Right? But from my experience, I mean, there's always going to be assholes that do martial arts. Like, there's assholes that do everything. But it's a much, much smaller number. So the odds of someone who wants to fight actually being a martial artist. Most of the time they're not. It's a big misconception. Like these guys that are fighting, like George St. Pierre, he's like one of the nicest fucking guys you're ever going to meet. Yeah. And even Josh Koscheck, the guy who's fighting him this weekend, fucking great guy if you're, if you're not fighting him. I mean, he likes to talk a lot of shit and likes to like get inside guys' heads. But a lot of that's pre-fight hype. Like outside of that, he's a very you nice guy. see a guy. lot of those guys beat the shit out of each other and then they just, at the end, they're just kind of like, what's this yeah. Because it's a mutually kind of assumed destruction, right? They're like, okay, I'm going into this. It's my profession, right? It's that. And some guys get real caught up in the, sh- the shit talking. And some guys, some guys they dr- drop it as soon as the fight's over. And, yeah. you know, you see them, they'll go out and have beers and shit. It's like, you know, look, there's a certain amount of stress involved. And this person's your target. You're, there's going to be some animosity. You know, but for the most part, they like resolve it way better than boxers do. Yeah. You know, boxers seem to be for the, I don't know what it is, but there's like more douchebags in the boxing community. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what that's all about. I remember MMA when it was like five, eight years ago and it was, you know, it's considered that niche thing. And that's always the way with any sort of new sport, right? You look at snowboarding and that was all the skiers looked down and like, that's a joke. That's never going to be big. And now snowboarding's freaking huge, right? It happens with so many different sports, right? Well, when I was first involved in MMA, uh, it was almost like telling people that I was involved in porn. Really? Like, yeah, because I was working on news radio, right? And uh, and by the way, I'm not the only one who said this. Dana White said the exact same thing. He said the exact he had the exact same feeling. You feel like you're doing something sleazy. It's I the used same to feel thing like with video bad. games, dude. No, no oh, okay. way, dude. When I was okay, this is my, my story. I was on news radio and I started doing the backstage interviews for the UFC. And this was nineteen ninety seven. 
So this is like we were in Augusta, Georgia, and Dothan, Alabama, and places mm-hmm. like that. And I would tell them that I was off to go do commentary for cage fighting. They would look at me like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Like really? this is terrible for your career. You want you want people to know that you're you're commentating on cage fighting." You know, it's like it was almost like I was doing Girls Gone Wild or something. You well, know? So the, the video game analogy, though, I mean, it's not a one to one, but at the same time, it was one of those situations like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was like, you want to do that. And it's like, oh, that's cute. You know, my, my little son plays that in the basement, right? And now it's one of those things you look at everything from the 360 to the Wii to Natal. And, oh, I see what you're this, saying. Right? But it's it doesn't like, have a negative connotation, does it? Not Did anymore. It, ever? it used to? Now it's the coolest fucking job. But then ever. It, was, it used to, it was more of a frivolous connotation, not a negative Yeah, one, no, right? it wasn't negative. It was more of a pat Dismissive. you on the head. Okay, you right. run along, little Billy, with your little video game games thing because they used to play pong right right but now there's games like call of duty that make more money way more than avatar and that like that needs to sink into people's head they well, go it's oh, a difference of a 60 dollar day one versus you know 10 bucks right i mean it takes you know not as many people to do it right i mean they're getting so good at building up the hype for these midnight launches for all this right like yeah i mean the big issue right now is how much of that money you think the actual developers are seeing i don't right? know not I don't know necessarily how a lot there's a lot of controversy about call of duty i don't know if you heard the whole thing no please you know, tell Brian? me is so basically the Call of Duty guys originally were uh, these guys uh, from Infinity Ward and uh, Jason and Vince, real good guys, and they uh, had originally built this brand after working on Medal of Honor because they built up Medal of Honor and then that didn't work out for a number of reasons. You can look all this up. They built the Call of Duty brand up and then basically uh, Modern Warfare hit, made a ton of money. They basically didn't see much of it and then they were like, screw you, we're going to go do our old thing. It's a very controversial thing with a lot of huh. lawsuits and everything like that. Um, I just I stand on the side generally with the developers because I believe in developers' rights. I believe paying people what they're worth. And when you create a multi-million dollar to potentially billion dollar brand, you deserve to be paid for it, right? So the issue is that the people that finance it are getting the majority of the, the money? Pe- is the, that it is? the large studio uh, uh, Activision, basically, from what I can tell, again, this is secondhand knowledge, you know, the guys basically did not feel that they were paid what they were worth for. Mm-hmm. Did once they have contracts? Once, once your studio is purchased and you're part of a larger conglomerate, your game can make a billion dollars and they could just give your studio half a million and be like, fine, we own you, like, whatever. Really? Right? Like, yeah. Um, and I don't know what the numbers are, but you're, you're increasingly seeing in the video game industry people getting a lot of representation, people getting uh, agents, or, uh, people you know, getting proper accountants and lawyers, and they're actually negotiating this sort of thing. So, you know, uh, people like Warren Spector, who created Deus Ex, people like Ken Levine, who created Bioshock. They've got deals now, and they're making amazing games, and they're going to make sure that they and their staff are taken good care of, right? I remember back in the day when uh, John Romero, is that who it was, yeah. broke off from id Software, and yeah. that was like the first drama in the game community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That this guy, John Romero, who's the game designer, splits from this guy, John Carmack, yep. who is this fucking super genius from another planet, oh, wizard yeah. guy. Yeah. He's one. There's very few dudes when I'm around them. I get intimidated. Yeah. Like when I'm talking to John Carmack, I'm like, why am I even talking? Yeah. Like, why do I even bother talking? What do like, I have to say to this guy? Did you ever meet him? a fucking Sweeney? alien. Yeah. yeah same sort of it's, thing. This whole like one in a billion type of personality. Super that genius just alien code, dudes. Right. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Right? On another level than all of us. And Carmack would sit in front of the computer for people who don't know who he is. 16 hours a day, code, and then he would go make rockets. Yes. Yeah. He's like, a real rocket rockets. scientist in his spare time. <laughs> Right? And he was involved in the X Prize. Yeah. He was like trying to win the X Prize. Yeah, that's his hobby. And when he wasn't doing that, he was turbocharging Ferraris, yeah. building turbochargers for Ferraris. That's a big no-no, by the way. Right? They're like, if you, it's like, it's like buying a Mona Lisa and then just painting over it. Right? Like, I guess, but he just doesn't have no reverence for any objects. He's like, fuck you. He's like, yeah. hey, I'm going to upgrade this. But he's that, an alien. Well, the rumor was that like after he started doing that, that Ferrari kind of was like, dude, what are you? Come on, like you're, <laughs> you're undermining all of our engineers here. You know, we'll give you new Ferraris. Stop fucking with our shit. But he was making like these twelve thousand horse. 
horsepower Ferraris, you know, yeah, that run just, on fucking good, nuclear energy. Die. Yeah. Oh, right. for sure. Well, he apparently was a really a nutty thrill seeker. Yeah. He used to really like to go really fast. Which well, so is yeah, like, what which happened was he left. Expect. He, he left id software. The guys that do do right. So this John Romero, Romero guy to get back to the story. This John Romero guy was like the Playboy character. It was like yeah, he was drove the around Lamborghinis. He was a rock star, and you know, and then they left. And what was that crazy game that they came out with afterwards? When they did Anachronox and Daikatana. Daikatana. That was the one. So they. So he leaves, and you know, it was like sort of a cult of personality thing. Oh yeah, you know, and it was the the big debate was, you know, who was the the most important? Is it the game designers, the guy with the vision, or is it the coder? And how easy it is it to actually Dude, design it's the games? Both. The game designers often the chaos, and the programmer or producers usually the order. Yeah, right. It's a combination of those two personalities. It's like saying what's the it. best part of the band? Is it the singers? Is it yeah. the drummers? The... And if you get the singer who yeah. could be on stage and be charismatic, you know, you get David Lee Roth, but you don't have Eddie Van Halen backing him up. Right, right, then right. You don't have the magic. Right. right. And yeah. It's, it often it's perfect example. The, the checks and balances. Yeah. Right? He wasn't Van Halen on his own. Yeah. yeah. On his own, he was just David Lee Roth. Well, he's gone on weird. and he's, he's doing some cool stuff now, man. He's a good oh, he's guy. Great. He's a great guy. I've met him. I met him at the comedy store. It was one of the fucking coolest celebrity meetings I've ever had ever. But my point was that, you know, that as a group, you know, those guys created uh, some pretty fucking dope games. Doom. You yep. know, Doom, they created as a group. And the idea was that it was all this guy's. So this guy leaves and he gets this giant fucking deal. This John Romero did guy. You visit, I remember. Did you vil- visit the Dallas office? No, but I heard it was insane. I yeah. heard it was like the top floor with uh, unbelievable views, just stupid, crazy overhead, right? Yeah, this is legendary gaming history you're talking about. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Well, this is how much of a dork I am about this shit. And um, he uh, he gets crazy crazy money, and then they're just lazy as fuck, and they just barely working, man. Well, this, what, ha- this story, what happened? This was game like takes forever to come out. It comes out all wonky and shit, and you walk through walls. That's, that's an abbreviated <laughs> version, man. But I mean, the thing is, is he he assembled a team so fucking fast and tried to be so ambitious so quick, and that was with IDOS's money. This is basically t- the Lara Croft Tomb Raider paying for this, right? right? And so once you build a team that quickly, like, you can't just overnight assemble a bunch of people like in Hollywood and have magic. Yeah. Right? And so half, the, not half, but a good percentage of the guys I work with, my fucking art director, who's this amazingly talented, awesome guy, bled out of the eyeballs to ship Daikatana. <laughs> and he went to work for Ramiro because he thought Ramiro was a cool guy. And he oh, still tells no. me stories about having panic attacks working ah. in Dallas and how he almost killed himself, dude. Jesus Christ. And, and so, like, I always look at that. People as, don't realize how much you guys work. Dude, it's like you, you look around a room, right? Every little bit, somebody has to work and build every last little bit of it. Well, right? we visited you and you were talking about when crunch time comes and it's like right at the end and everybody's like basically sleeping at the office. Yeah. That's all you do is you work we, all day. It's gotten better than that. We're like, we've, we've figured out how to make games better now. Like, you get a producer who knows his shit and it's kind of like, okay, we're not just going to all work really hard. Hope it turns out great. Right. We're gonna actually have a plan, right? So if you say when it's done, that doesn't mean you really know what game you're building. But right. at the same time, you need to have a little bit of wiggle room because it's not it's not a like a, a, a definable process. You're 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 panning for gold. You're trying it's comedy, you know, like comedy you iterate, right? It's so comprehensive though. I mean, for people who don't understand what goes into making a game, that just the amount of effort. I remember we were exhausted leaving thinking about the hours that you guys work. Yeah. But I remember the, like, we were talking about it, remember? But dude, you can't burn through people that much, right? You right. can maybe get away with a few crunches like that. So we're at the point where we'll do maybe 10 hours a day, 12 tops, five days a week, tops, and then we, we, we call it. We're like, dude, if we just That's can't smart. do it, it's not worth burning. That's smart. You, know, you because don't see a lot of people, people in the industry who are over more. 40, dude. Yeah. They just yeah. get fried, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I'll tell you now about that Daikatana thing, though. Even though it was like a long time, it was a fun game to play, man. Deathmatch? Deathmatch was fun on it. They had some cool, the cool rocket. Yeah. There was a crazy, weird rocket launcher. Yeah, they, thing. Had, they had a shotgun that had like 18 barrels or something like that. Yeah. It was, they had some cool shit. You know, Romero was like supposedly like he was into first person shooters and Deathmatch games. Well, it was, it was him. It was him and Carmack and that whole crew that just birthed the genre. Yeah. It's one of the lessons I tell the guys. If you have a new camera angle, you can create a whole new genre. The first right. Quake was a fucking masterpiece for like deathmatch. Yeah, Brian you know? says you're still hung up on it. Oh, well, I'm still <laughs> hung up on all games, but the, uh, not really Quake Two. Quake Two never really got me, but Quake One, dude. The only thing that got me about Quake Two is the railgun. That was very key. Yeah, because when that's when accuracy became very important. You know what? My, is, so was your problem the fact with Quake Two they actually balanced the weapons? No, no, I just didn't like the way it, it felt. It just didn't feel as good. It wasn't as fast paced. It was a little slower. Yep. Whereas Quake One, you could move much quicker. It was much more like chaos. He plays the numbers they game. Slowed it like, down. I, it has to be 0. 0.7 seconds less. Than, you know, yeah. No, it's like, just my. What it is is that I just really love deathmatch. That's yep. what I really love. That's all I play in Call of Duty. Yeah. Now. Team deathmatch. Yeah. Like anytime it comes up with any sort of domination or CTF, I'm like, nah, I just want to shoot people. How right? do you feel about those things that hook up to a console and give you a mouse and a keyboard? Are those good? It, I mean, they're 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 no? cool and all, but dude, I mean, the thing about Halo is Mrs. Halo. Halo says, nope. They built the game of Halo for that dual stick controller, uh-huh. and if you're a PC guy who's used to that level of accuracy, it feels like you're like drunkenly using like a rubber hose to exactly. steer your car. <clears throat> but exactly. the game, if you build a game for it, it can work, and that's what Halo did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gold and I did it before that, but you look at Halo; they basically introduced a genre that was new to a whole generation of kids. I have this whole ten year rule. Where like the kids who played Halo, most of them, many of them, didn't play a lot of Quake uh-huh. because they were like, "Wait, what is this new Xbox thing? I'm going to play this," and then right. they, they become hooked. It's like we talk about vampires, you know, on the way over. It's like, okay, well, all these kids who love Twilight don't know what Buffy the Vampire Slayer is. Right? That's so sad. So, but if you wait ten years, right, your kid who liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> or or your person who likes uh, Twilight, they were what like, you know. Six when Buffy came out, now they're 16. Right. And so they, they didn't know about that. So you can basically wait every 10 years and find something that was old and make it new. And then if you can introduce it with new technology, you might be good to go. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> those uh, hand controllers, the consoles, when you have a console, you have like an Xbox or PlayStation. What they are, this, most people are listening on iTunes. This ain't helping. Okay. He's holding one up. But know. they have a bunch of buttons on it. And with, with PCs, when you play with a computer, when you play online especially, you're, what you're using is a keyboard and the mouse. And what it is is, for whatever reason, the keyboard and the mouse, you can just control it better. You're far more accurate. You're accurate with the keyboard as far as your movement, having four very specific buttons right where your fingers are. And you're much more accurate with your hand as far as like aiming. And that's where it came into play with uh, games like Quake. It's like aim, especially when the railgun came about. Aim became very, very important. So how do they optimize these uh, games for these controllers? Do they have auto-aim or something? There's a, there's or you a get close, you're in the neighborhood of it, and it A little it just bit of auto-aim, man. There, what, one of the things that Halo did was they kind of introduced this idea of friction and adhesion. So what you do is if you, when you move your, your console kind of stick over the enemy, mm-hmm. the game actually slows down a little bit. Like It's like, oh, you want to hit him, don't you? And then it, it provides a little bit of that kind of assistance. Right, oh, that would drive me crazy. A whole generation loves it right now. Those fucks, those Dude, lazy cunts. Mark, That's what it is. They don't even want to aim. These fucking these, kids today. These self righteous, <laughs> entitled children. Back when we were kids, we, we had, had a had fucking a, aim. It was a pixel hunt, dude. That's what it was, right? Yeah. Your crosshair was this mm-hmm. one pixel, and you had yeah. to shoot that guy's itty bitty head across the map. Yeah. Except for in Quake One, where you had to just hit him with a rocket launcher that had a radius of half a mile. Well, that was the cool thing about Quake Two is a lot of people would put their own crosshairs in. They would build their own crosshairs. But Quake Three, they came out of the box with like a bunch of cool ones. Yeah. 
like figure out what was the best for you. Like I would have different ones for the rail gun, different ones for the rocket launcher. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all it's all customization, dude, man. But it's I mean, insanity, is what it is. I can't. It's a constant subject on this fucking site. Dude, trust this, me, uh, though, I mean, site, you have a whole generation cast, of millions and millions of kids that are perfectly fine with the two sticks, and yeah, they're gonna grow up pussies. We are we are entering what I like to say we're entering into the fe the feedbackless generation, right? Those we, kids growing up with those consoles. This is the last the fall of Rome. This is when they were getting drunk and throwing up and trying to get more food in. Dude, that's what it is. Gluttony. Look, look, look at the touch. Look at touch. Aim. Joe, look at touch screens. Look at look at connect. We're getting to a point where people don't need buttons right now. Which um, yeah, I hear you. Right? Scares me. Is that what's going to happen? Is it going to be like aiming with your fingers and shit, like pointing where you want to go? Be a, dude, the the key that's is what always the Microsoft thing is right, isn't it? Oh, that's yeah. That's uh, what is that called? Connect, man. Connect. Yeah, you don't need a controller. And um, you you stand in front of it and move around. I guess you, you haven't. Have you heard much about this? Is this is yeah, gonna, not that much. Okay, though. I know this is going to trip you out. Uh -oh. So it's a camera that can track your body movements without anything on you. You've seen the motion capture yeah. setups, right? You know the Tiger yeah. Woods setup where he wears a spandex and all that. This is a very light version of that, where you just stand in front of the TV and it can procedurally form your skeleton and then track that. So there's a dance game. Dance Central, which is a ton of fun. I was playing it with my niece over the holidays. You literally just dance right in front of it. It tracks your movement. It can judge your score. Here's where it gets weird. There's a VO, like a microphone on it, so it can do voice recognition, and it's got facial recognition on it. <laughs> so once you do the facial recognition thing, which has, makes you stay out of the room to kind of you know build an aggregate of your face, it, you then can just walk in the room and it goes, why, hello, Cliff. Welcome oh, back. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I smoke too much weed for that, dude. I don't want my, my computer talking to me. You know what I want to see? I want to see IMAX movies, uh, like screens, like where you walk in and you're all sitting there in the video game. So yeah. there's like 500 people all joining in, playing this huge video game in front of you. Like, I told you about I, I, Heffron, right? I told you about Heffron doing stand-up. Yeah, he, what's that? My friend John Heffron has been doing these um, conference uh, stand-up things where they're in front of it. Some new technology where they get him in a room mm -hmm. and he's got all these screens in front of him. And they see him, and he sees them live, and he does stand up. Really, he's like he's doing a desk in front of like all these monitors. So he gets to see the reaction, like yeah, two -way yeah, video? yes, two way video. That's so he's watching the reaction; they're watching him live. It's like he's performing on stage, but yeah. he's nowhere near them. We're talking, which really is the shit. I would love that if I could do shows from my house and not have to travel all the time. That well, would be so. I mean, awesome. you can judge people's reactions, right? I mean, that's what we they're talk, right there. Yeah, talking about iteration, right, and how much we pan for gold and we try and find fun and we fail a bunch before we figure out what it is. I mean, I talk about Jerry Seinfeld's comedian and how much comedy they they go to the little dive bars and they yeah. do. A surprise appearance and they just bomb and then they figure out okay this joke worked mm -hmm. that one didn't work this one did right it's a, we find it's the same thing with game development I've known people in the restaurant business that try new menus they figure out what works and doesn't it's all iteration nobody very few people ever actually nail it right the first time right you right. fail early and fail often which I found is the key to so many instances of success in life right well you fail and then you find out what you don't like about what failed Yep. You know, and that's how you learn. Absolutely. You know, you have to learn what you do and don't like. And when you're doing something complicated, there's a lot of failure involved, for sure. Dude, keyboard to mouse, man. It's yeah. uh, it's still relevant, but you know, a lot. It's the, the market split, man, between was, iPhone, well, between DS, between like I think, consoles. I PC. think no controller is very important. I think like making it so it could be you could do just sit there and mm. do that. What I don't like though is when a lot of times I just want to sit back and play a video game in bed or on. You don't want to have couch. to get up and run I don't around. Be like, Come on, <laughs> and just trying to run through the forest. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't want to like sweat. You don't. You just want to. You want to lay back and just sit there with the controller and just play. Yeah. Right. You don't right. want to have to jump around like an idiot. Right. right. That's I could cool sit here things. and go like this though, like Tron style, and just move my hands. Like, dude, dude, I'm going through well, here. Well, they're, they're working on menu different. type stuff, like Minority Report, where you're gonna be able to just kind of right. manipulate yeah. it like that, so you don't have to like 
there's a certain percentage of person, a lot of them out there, especially girls, if you hand them a current <laughs> console controller, they act like you handed them a flaming bag of dog shit. Right. Really? Like, really? I'm supposed to use this for what? Like, I don't want to play this. And granted, there are some exceptions, but most people, parents, like your average Who are you person, hanging out with, Cliffy B? That's Dude, your old girl that voice. That sounds annoying. That's your old girl. That's oh your girl. I learned that by watching <laughs> you, Joe. Whatever. That's your Becky voice. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. And You're I, such an asshole. All you do is play games. The, we, we have this whole theory that there's a certain type of girl that somehow gets that voice preloaded into her with that bubble writing. I think they just imitate everybody else. It's like, why why would anybody have that fucking horrible Boston accent? Yeah. Why? Because a bunch of other people have it and they just imitate it's it. Still, it's, I still miss it, though, dude. Oh, do I you do, really? Do. How no. dare you? I, dude, I, I, had a great, I had a great time growing up. up I, I miss it with as far as dudes. You yeah, know? you don't like the girls? Are they? No, Jesus Christ. Some of the most horrendous experiences in my life came out of a female Boston accent. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the packy and get some beer. It just gets too cold. Yeah, we we had this experience where a buddy of ours, a buddy of ours, was in Boston and he hooked up with some chick. And while they're fooling around, she goes, "You gotta tell your friends." What a monster sound! And she was just hideous, and he's just fucking swinging it in. I got a buddy of mine. He dated a girl from Long Island, and they woke up the next morning, and he asked her what she wanted for breakfast, and she went, "Count Chocula." Dude, so I took Lauren back to, to see my hometown, right? Like I had what, to what, back what, what town did you grow up? North in? Andover. North Andover. Yeah, I mean it's you know totally like nice suburbs, right? right like right. really, like we went up in the fall, saw all the foliage. Like the local farm standard robbed as a kid is like this now like national. What thing. month was this? Uh, it was October. Late That's October. good. October's yeah. good. Oh, it's beautiful. It's right before it gets horrible, horrible, horrible. And I, I'm sitting there, I'm, and there's something about certain sections of the Northeast that just kind of take something out of you mm-hmm. i don't know if it's the diet or the weather but there's a certain tiredness that kind of creeps in man mm-hmm. i don't know what it is it's like, the weather lack of vitamin d that right? too lack of vitamin d but there's something about the weather too you're much not comfort supposed italian to get food that cold <laughs> yeah it's not supposed to be that cold for that long where it just sucks well you just assume that every year for four months it's gonna suck to be outside yeah i grew for but I grew, you grew up with it right like yeah. i grew up and i had to get my i do a paper route as a kid right me too. And they deliver it, and they deliver it in like uh, they deliver the papers in November. The snow would hit, and I'd get up at 10 a.m. to do my paper route, and the, the it'd all be plowed over, and I, my papers aren't there. I'm like, I guess they didn't deliver. My call in for a refill sometime around late March, early April, that would thaw out, and I would find the papers for March like a time capsule. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, Is this how it is? Because my dad yeah. loved him dearly, but he was super cheap about the heat, and he'd like at night he'd turn it all off, and like in Monday morning. Getting up and going to school. And, oh, it's the worst. You're, you're like getting into that shower, man. Oh, we used to have to use a hairdryer to uh, un- unclog the pipes. Because oh, yeah. the pipes would freeze. Yep. So my dad had like this opening underneath the floor in the basement, and he would have to lift up this opening and he'd be sitting there with a fucking hairdryer before <laughs> anybody could take a shower. Yeah, we it was we, brutality. It was brutality. We grew, uh, My dad decided one year he was going to fi- buy a coal stove that was going to like take care of all this, right? Wow. So he gets it installed, and literally like uh, one fall, he has two ton- tons of coal put like put in the, the basement, right? And we literally have to go down there with a hopper and like bring it up there, and you have to hold your breath, otherwise you get black lung, basically. And we come up, and like Ooh. this thing heated like two square feet of the whole house. So if you wanted to stay warm, you stayed in the living room and just hovered right in front of that thing. Oh, right? it was the worst, fuck. man. Yeah, we had four. I got four older brothers, man, growing up with that in one house, and it was a decent sized house. But what that? Uh, what's that? I'm sorry. I had central air. You're spoiled. How old are you? <laughs> what are you like? Twenty four? <laughs> fuck is wrong with you, 36. man? Thirty six. Oh no, shit, huh? 
one of the houses I looked at in Colorado had one of those wood heating stoves in the middle of the living room. And they were talking about how economical it is to, to use this wood heating stove to keep the house warm. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about, Hooker? I got kids. And you got a giant red hot yeah. ball of metal in the center of the living room that they're just supposed to avoid? Dude, I used to take prongs. shit I've ever heard in my life. I was a kid. I used to take prongs with the hot coals and take them outside, like, from the living room, like, through the hallway and go into the snow and, like, write my name with the, the blazing hot coal. Like, how did I not, like, drop this on my wow. foot and burn myself, right? I don't know, but in 2010, they should eliminate that stupid shit and get a goddamn heater. Yeah. Well, you got a fucking giant cast iron fucking where structure I grew up, in the middle of the Where I grew room. up, that was not common at all, what you guys are talking about. Like, really? I didn't know anybody that had that. <laughs> well, Columbus <laughs> gets pretty cold, though, man. Yeah, Doesn't but, it get cold? Well, they, like, like that, growing that, up, they didn't have central heat or air. You're like, dude, what is this, like... The I'm technology, I guess, fucking old right of now, right? heating and cooling in Ohio was better than well, where I don't you guys Columbus, grew up. <laughs> well, no. Columbus doesn't get death cold, though, right? What is what is winter? What is, like, a terrible January day? It got negative 10. Okay, that's Ohio, man. That's yeah. the real shit. That's cold. So, yeah, I grew up with four Ooh. brothers, right? And we had to share a lot of shit. And so, like, we'd have to share towels in the bathroom. We only had a certain amount. We'd all have to go in line and take showers, right? And I'm sitting there one day, and I get out of the shower after my older brother. And I take the towel, and I'm kind of wiping my face, and it's a light-colored towel. Oh, no. And I realize the towel smells like ass. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. And I pull away. <laughs> and I'm telling the story to his daughter recently. She's like a little eight-year-old kid. I'm telling uh. her about her dad. And I look at the towel and I realize there's brown streaks in the towel. Oh my god, this oh. dirty And I'm explaining to his, da- his daughter that this is a double fail because not only did he not remember to wash his ass, like he forgot to like wipe, right? Oh. And I asked my niece, I'm like, what's the god. what's the what's the lesson out of the story? And she says, buy dark towels. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're doing How it wrong. How old is she? How old is she? She's eight. That's brilliant. I'm like, you're follow doing that it kid. wrong. No. She'll follow that kid. Keep an eye on her. She's Wash a wizard. It. Brown and red towels. She's a be fucking the ideal genius, match man. for me. That's yeah. I would never thought of that in a million years. Have you seen that? That's, that's like t- a great line. You that kid's that? a genius. It's a true story, dude. This it's a great line. This, right? They have that towel you can buy, buy online towel? that's like one half is brown, one half is uh, white, and it says face and ass. Right. It's like a split towel. I have it in my bathroom. Wow. It's a good reminder. I would want a brown towel that looked like like a Dexter splatter of blood on it. You know, that was the design of the towel. I'm you sure can, you could buy that. You can somewhere. actually buy Dexter's uh, shirt, the kill. Uh, oh little, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little uh, thermal he wears. Yeah. Do you did you did you did you give up on Dexter? Yes, Joe? I gave, totally up gave up. On it. Mrs. Rogan's really into it though, so I'm gonna have to try it again. Dude, you Even should see I this season. I didn't like John Lithgow. I quit because of John Lithgow's shitty rear naked choke. John Lithgow uh, gets some woman in the, the bathtub. That, that, that was your got, get your. Gave her the fucking weakest bitch ass rear naked choke I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, no, that's not gonna kill anybody. That's stupid. like me stopping watching a TV show because they're holding the controller wrong. When people, right. when you try game. to kill people, man, they fight. They fight back. They claw at you. They kick. They try hard. Yeah, that's they direction. don't just lay in the tub and go uh, yeah. while you're choking them. He's your John little Lithgow. fucking old man arms. That guy ain't even put any pressure on that his thing. I know what he's doing. It was amazing that season, dude. And you know Peter Weller's on the season. Have you seen really? him lately? No. He looks like the most. I didn't even Who recognize that again? him. Who's Peter? Robocop. Drop it, and you're just like, oh my god, dude! I don't. He looks like this sleazy, amazing, like Miami PD guy. He looks Whoa. great, dude. It's still Robo a good show, god. in spite of the bad chokeholds. Okay, well, I'll give it a second chance. Did you watch Walking Dead? No, but I've heard that's pretty awesome it's, too. It's the, the end was a little. Eh, but don't like, say that. Then I got nothing to look forward dude, to. Frank Darabont fired the entire writing staff. Whoa. Yeah, he's a guy who did Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, right? Wow. Yeah. Fired the whole staff. It's yeah. hard to find fucking good writers that want to write your shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good writers want to write their own shit. Yeah. Well, let's just say, well, we, I've had people approach me and they're like, hey, we, we're doing this uh, new IP and we want Epic to make the game. I'm like, 
Dude, we do our own stuff, man. Like, we could yeah. either create our own thing like Gears, or we could do, like, the Star Trek, the movie video game. What do you think is going to happen, right? Right. Ugh. We're not going to Uninspiring. Nobody gives a fuck about those stupid movie video games. There's the occasional exception that's a good one, you know? but it's hard to make. Like Superman yeah. for the Nintendo 64. Yeah, get the yeah, fuck out of here. Best stupid. game ever. E.T. Yeah. for Atari. Yeah. Two of my favorites. You know that's buried in a desert, right? <laughs> <laughs> They actually made, oh, they, yeah. The, did you, that's one of the craziest it's stories. It's not an urban legend. You know about that story? No. It was the E.T. the video game, right? And the Atari 2600. And they basically assumed it would sell millions of copies. And it sold like five. Oh, my they God. They decided to like bury out in the New Mexico desert. And they actually is still out there. They buried it. Buried it. Why'd they bury it? Because I don't know. Yeah. I guess they could, didn't, couldn't it find somebody. cheaper than yeah. whatever disposal. The economic wow. situation. They and so there's this like huge a, landfill filled with that game. And it's How actually, many of them? I don't actually know. You can look it up on Wikipedia. What's the, what's the uh, urban legend, though? Uh, well, people think it's an urban legend, but it's actually true. No, but what is the uh, the number in the urban legend? Like it's millions. like millions, millions, millions. Because yeah. they hired some programmer and had to make the game over the course of a month. Like, oh, it's the license. We can print it. We'll make money, right? Like, no, you actually have to make a good game. Like, the new Call of Duty was done by the second team. Which he previously had made a very solid one a couple years ago, and it had made a one a few years ago that wasn't as good. But they have really stepped it up. This new one, like I didn't even play the campaign, man. You, did you play it much? No, I've never played it. It's try. It's you should give it a go. Man. I know you have dual analog fear. Can't do it. <laughs> you have to try. You have to at least Can't give in sometime. What's man. gonna happen when all the uh, shooters are like motion give a controls? Fuck. I guess I'll play pool. You gotta play, play pool. Imagine going like this and playing pool. You don't even need a pool table. Okay, no, no, no. You need a pool table, bro. That's the whole game. The whole game didn't? is what feeling. What if you didn't need a pool table? You gotta table. feel the ball, contact the cue. It's you in your t- arm. You feel the ball. So how much, how much effort you put into your stroke? How relaxed your grip is? Keep your shit together. <sighs> Wait till you see don't the new stab Tron. at it. It's gotta, you gotta stroke that ball, son. You'll change the mind. You don't understand. You'll see Tron and you'll change your mind. You and I like some different things. All right. How do you think that Tron's gonna do? some different things. Uh, I don't know. It's Disney, so I it cost him one hundred fifty million, dude. Did you the hear movie? One hundred fifty million. Do you know the guy who directed it? Is the guy who did the first Gears commercial, the Mad World one? Whoa. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a good Joe that fucking commercial was awesome. That was awesome, dude. It, it, dude it I remember when everything. that commercial was coming out before Gears came out. I saw it on TV and I went, "Whoa!" Like they just nailed it. Yeah. They, that they song is a perfect song too. That song was actually one of my like favorite songs when I was going through a really Pray, tough pull, time. Throw man. that up on YouTube, bro. Right. Yeah. Brian will pull it up. That was one of my, like, I was going through a really tough time at that point. They actually didn't even know about that song. Dude, why don't you just call me? I would have snapped you out of it. That's ridiculous. Don't listen to that kind of music when you're in that kind of mood. Uh, That movie, that's that's a good song for a good mood to go, wow, that's kind of a cool song. The last thing you want is one depressing-ass fucking song when you're in a shit mood. You remember it's you know? a remake of that Tears for Fears song, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah it was a remake was of something. I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. And then they just did Gary Jules redid it. It was like number one in the UK over the course of the holidays when it came out. And then it had another like rebump. Like that put that, that commercial put that song back at the top of iTunes for like a month. What's that it? game was the last game that I played with on a console. Is it called Last Day? You didn't play Gears Two, dude? No. I played Gears One. I fucking loved the way it looked and I loved everything about it, but that fucking thing was driving me crazy trying to move around and look with this stupid controller yeah. and i'm like why does this have a mouse and keyboard it would be so much easier like if i had a mouse and keyboard touch I'd be it touch kicking it. some fucking ass up in this bitch where are we going? it's just it's oh this is gay already get this away from me <laughs> get this away from me you can't even don't be a gaming dinosaur dude, i am i'm dude I'm... yeah so the second one they did was called last day that was for gears 2 oh i like the zoom feature that was pretty yeah cool. You can zoom in, right? Left trigger, right trigger. Oh, come shoot. on! This is so ass slow. Can you adjust the sensitivity in the mouse? Yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks fucking spectacular. You're missing out on a lot of gaming. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing out on a lot of things, man. I'm not skydiving. I'm not climbing rocks. Yeah, so I skydived once. Out. That was all I needed to do. 
Brian's got a great story about skydiving. Oh, no, I don't. His dad. Were you tandem? Did he, he said it a couple of times, but it's an interesting story. I'll tell it because he's told it twice. Yes. His father um, he had a person at work that was always saying, you should go skydiving with me. I go skydiving. I love it. She used to go all the time. Well, she fucking died. Really? She fell out of a plane and her shit didn't work. And yeah. her second shit caught up in her first shit that didn't work. That's, cl- that's awful. And she what fucking went screaming to the ground yep. from 10,000 feet Terminal in the sky. Velocity. And slammed into the earth, ending her time here. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Yeah. I'm not that afraid of death. I'm afraid of the screaming before it. You know? Yeah. Like the, it's it, knowing the plane's going minutes down. Of four, or well, not even four minutes. How much time does it take to I get don't know. from terminal velocity, ten thousand feet? I'm sure you could just figure it out. It's like 180 minutes? miles an hour. Three minutes. Three yeah, minutes. That, that's of the last terror. Yeah, look up uh, Gears of War Mad World on YouTube. Mad World. That's what it was. Nobody. It seems like a lot of somebody's got to have it on YouTube. It's like you can just assume that if something's out there, it's on YouTube now. But right? dude, if you, if you ever actually want to find try and find somebody's official music video, good fucking luck. Yeah, because what really? people do is they upload a video where it's like, "Hey, here's what I think of Nicki Minaj's new song," and then it's like Nicki Minaj official video. You click on it, and they use the thumbnail to make it look like it's a video, and then some guy showing talking about it. You're like, "Can I actually find this freaking thing?" Like usually, and then the one that's actually has millions of hits is like the last one to actually appear. What's up, dog? This is it right here. This is the ad. Damn, I want to watch it, man. Tell these fuckers to go on YouTube. It, it changed the game for a lot of video game advertising. Fuck yeah, it did, dude. A lot but of also, game- you guys raised the bar so high as far as the graphic appearance of game. When we were in your, uh, we came into your office, It was, I guess it was like two years before this came out. Yeah. And you guys were deep, deep in development. And you had all these crazy models and all these, you know, it was mostly just demonstrations of the technology. But, you know, I remember asking you, like, what are you guys up to? Like, what's going on? And you're like, we're about to take a big fat shit on Doom. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny saying that. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I went and I, wow, and I watched it. And like the, especially the light, like a lot of the shit you had was like demonstrations of how the flashlight. Right, how many years ago was that? It was a while. So was 42, think about 42. where technology is going to be in a few years, man. It's going to be insane. Like if if the, if Sony and Microsoft getting around to actually making next generation consoles, like imagine what that's going to be like. Like what is the bottleneck? I want it personally. I want I want some avatar quality stuff real time. Yeah, like, like that's where we IMAX need to be. IMAX. Theater. Imagine that. Yeah. Then there's Going no to a concert need... where you're all together in a concert. There'd be no need to have a real life. It would be thing, World right? of Warcraft every day. Everyone would just plug into their fucking computer and be some sort of an elf. We'd, just we'd... wander through the forest. And we'd all turn into the Cartman on South Park with the WoW episode. It's a fucking dangerous thing we're doing here because if we make re- games more exciting and way fucking cooler than real life, yep. it gets weird. It's well, like, it's why our, exist? It's our meta brain that's getting hooked up, right? Well, the scary thing is what happens when we can download consciousness into a computer. Singularity. And the option is to, I want to live in fucking Avatar, man. Yeah. You know? Well, the, you, know, you know about the whole thing about the singularity, right? Yeah, sure. Ray, Ray Kurtzwell. Kurtzwell and all yeah, that, right? Yeah, like, sure. it's, it's, I, I have a feeling it's within our lifetime. For those of you that don't know, Brian's little uh, butter dog is attacking me right now. <laughs> that dog's a slut. Do you know what a butter dog is? <clears throat> no. That dog's I, a serious slut. Did I ever tell you about that, Joe? No. What's a butter dog? I had a buddy of mine. He came in. He's a photographer from New York one time. We were doing a photo shoot for a magazine. And he's telling me how much he hated dating in New York City. I'm like, well, why? He's like, well, there's a certain type of girl in the city who's given up on the dating scene. And she has what's called a butter dog. And I'm like, what, like, she's a good girl, but her dog's annoying? <laughs> no, it turns out that this type of girl, this might be an urban legend, he might have been fucking with me, but it sounded... the Peanut way butter? 
Turns that out that their boyfriend is their little dog with their little tongue and little mm. peanut butter, and then that's their uh, that's oh, their boyfriend great. from there on out. So anybody mm. who from New York can confirm or deny this if it's an urban legend, I would love to know. It's just a, a regional thing. Uh, it, <laughs> might just, it might be a Manhattan thing. Is there message boards that we can uh, meet and greet other people that enjoy it? Everything. Also? Yeah, I'm sure there's a message board out there for girls who like to get their pussy licked by dogs. Have you guys seen this shit that Pirate Bay is doing? They're like attacking Visa and Mastercard because They're, of this WikiLeaks thing. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. They are. They're attacking like Mastercard for not hosting. It, yeah, right? yeah Mastercard Master, was down. Today. You know, the Mastercard you can make a donation to WikiLeaks, right? Now they're all attacking them. Don't, don't this WikiLeaks yeah. thing is fucking fascinating for people who don't know. And I just found this out today. Ari brought it up yesterday or day before when we had the podcast. And then uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. Ari brought it up yesterday at the podcast. And then today I went online and started looking it up. The guy was arrested for surprise sex. Hi, buddy. That the guy like- was arrested because his condom broke. And he didn't tell her. That's the crime. And apparently it's only a crime in Sweden. Like, this is nuts. Like, they had an Interpol. Like, they're trying to get this guy and, and bring him in for questioning. But this is the charge? I've known girls who try to get married that way. But this woman that he did it with, the woman who had, he had sex with, this chick has published websites, like, with a detailed list of how to get revenge on men. Yeah. How to get... It's this craziness. I mean, the, the idea that this is enough to bring this guy into justice, the internet... Is gonna stop that man. There's some some shit is gonna go down from this. It's they, not gonna be this it's, easy. It's really hard for any organized system to fight because somebody somewhere is going to be willing to host something. Yes. And are, how many places you're going to break down and shut it down? It's it's. Yeah, exactly. On one hand, I'm like, wow, this is fascinating. There's information I shouldn't be seeing that you know maybe some of it needs to be exposed. And on the other hand, I'm like, this is national fucking security, man. Like we're talking about serious stuff that could really put people's lives at risk. So mm-hmm. I, I I'm on the fence with it. I can see both sides of it. I can see both sides of it too, but I can't see defending against it. You know, I, I, I don't think it's right or don't think it's wrong, but I, I can't th- see stopping it from happening. When you fuck with people that are that powerful, yeah. they will find some sort of way to get to you. I know, but that's what's fascinating about this is how transparent it is. Yeah. It's incredibly transparent. That all of a sudden this woman who, by the way, has CIA ties, follow my Twitter. Just go to Joe Rogan. There's a bunch of things that I tweeted today when I started researching about it. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like CNN, talking about legit news sources. And they're, they're showing all this, you know, how the connections are, what this guy is actually being uh, arrested for. It's a fascinating thing, man. I'm surprised. They're arresting him for having sex with no condom. This is consensual sex. Yeah. This is not like any, I mean, it's not rape, it's not assault, it's craziness. And this is something that's like, uh, there's an Interpol warning for him. They're g- g- searching for him all over the place for having sex. No, you got extra like, Whoa, yeah. that's insane. Did he? Did he get extra from I London mean, to Sweden? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's craziness. It's yeah. really shocking how transparent the it is. These things didn't happen sooner. I remember sitting there and uh, I had a friend right about the time we were working on Unreal 1. This is about 97. And I went over to his house and he was downloading like full high quality like Hollywood movies off of a website. And this was in 97. Wow. And I'm sitting here going... And now it's like BitTorrent is everywhere, right? Like, it's, yeah. and you have a generation that doesn't want to pay for shit, right? Right? Like the Scott Pilgrim movie. Did you see that, Brian? Yes, one of my favorite movies. Amazing movie. Out right? of out of nowhere, I I can't believe they pu- pulled it off. I thought it was amazing. It was, it was Edgar Wright who did Shaun of the Dead, right? It was just a, a great movie. And what happened was, uh, it did bombed at the box office. But at the same time, it was like a perfect movie for the gamer nerd generation, right? A hipster generation, even, right? And uh, I saw somebody tweet about it. They're like, Scott Pilgrim is the movie of this generation. The problem is this generation doesn't pay for shit, right? I had a friend of mine one time. She posted on her Facebook. She's like, oh, I saw The Lovely Bones. It was amazing. And, and it was two weeks before the uh, film came out. And I'm like, you're posting this on your Facebook. Did you get like a screener from somebody in L.A. or something? She's like, no, I torrented that shit. Yeah, and, people just admit it. 
It's right. Just, just talk about it openly. Well, what's Hollywood going to do? Go knock at people's doors like the music industry, right? So Nobody wants to be the fucking music industry right now. Mark right. my words. We yeah. have to get rid of currency and make it likes because all those people would have <laughs> liked it. And so then you just want to collect likes. Like they're not even money. That's going to be the currency in the future. Uh, it feels like it's sixth likes. grade. Do you like me or do you like me like me? <laughs> yeah, but he's got a point. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because that's you all a... you're going towards. And that's like the new it, currency dude, people are using. That's, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. That's actually, I mean, some sort of a revamped idea. Have you ever actually tried to unlike anything on Facebook? It's a nightmare. Yeah, but that's how it should be. Yeah. It's like, yeah, right? <laughs> it's easy to get in. It's hard like, to get calm out. down, drama queen. Just think about this for a bit. Dude. Brian's <laughs> used to deal with crazy bitches. <laughs> you really dislike cupcakes? Really? You know you like them. Settle down. You. What's with the calm thumbs down? down. No. Yeah. Why is there 32 thumbs down and 1 million thumbs up? Who are you 32 people? What's I want, wrong with I you? want to know who pays for like those like things, like where, gifts. What is that what they're called? You're paying like $3 for a balloon to put on somebody's Facebook? Oh, that's a, that was a part of Facebook. Person. Are you yeah. talking about like the like you got a button or something? Yeah, buttons. Like, that's what it was. Dude, virtual goods are huge. Yeah, I like heard. The, I'm not into it. The, the whole think. rage right now in the industry is they call freemium. Really? It's like you, the game is free, which is right. a brilliant idea in a bad economy. And so you start playing it. But hey, you see that guy who has the fancy cowboy hat? You right. could have that for a so dollar. Let me ask you, what do you think about this? What do you think about games where it's like like EverQuest and shit where they sell the character? They like build up some crazy superhuman character. And then they go sell it. Are you oh, talking it's, about it's, digital farming? Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, there's people who <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, there's there's entire farm? places where they just they busted for World of Warcraft where they'll sit there and they will just farm. Yeah, yeah, I watched that on TV, man. There was this couple. There was a, all about addiction of gaming. I don't know what the show was, but it was a sad, sad couple, man, because they weren't paying attention to their kid. Their poor kid was like, "Mommy, Daddy," and they're like, "Shut up!" Playing World of Warcraft. Warcraft. No, it was a real TV show. It was, uh, and they one of the things that they had is uh, all these people that were in, uh, I think it was like Russia or somewhere like that, that were playing games for uh, Americans. They build up their account, they play all day, and then they sell it to them. This is the fundamental trade-off that you have right now. Is you get to the certain point, you realize there's we people often talk in the industry about kids versus adults. Kids have no money and all the time. Adults have very little time and have the money. And so, which audience are you, right? If you can have a person who's can get paid, you know, the equivalent of five cents an hour, and, and every hour he can earn a dollar's worth of gold, mm-hmm. that's a business model for somebody, right? I don't think Blizzard's a fan of that, right? But once you have eyes, like I, I often talk about the Seven Deadly Sins game design, right? Like I walk into this world and I see you with your fancy, you know, two girls one up shirt on, and I'm like, ooh, I want one of those. How do I get that? And then I envy you, right? And then I wind up getting greed so I can collect money, and then I wind up getting too many, and I wind up with gluttony, and then. It's just all these start factoring into each other. And once you have eyes, it's the way the world works. You see the guy with the nice car, it's like, oh, I, I envy him. I want that nice car. You can apply that to the virtual world exactly as you can apply it to the real world. You know Blizzard and World of Warcraft? I don't know the exact numbers, but they had released a pet, whereas it was like 25 actual dollars or something like that. And their servers wound up getting crashed with people lining up to buy it just for like one little pet. That's yeah. the power well, that's of those what they've, what they've figured out how to do is make it so that the more you play the game, the better you get the better your life is, the more successful you are, the more powerful you are, the better the experience is, the more you have control over the people in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's like the really trippy thing. It's like, it's a time thing. They like locked you in. Like it's, it's like, it's a, it's a show that you're totally hooked on and it never ends. Mm-hmm. And it keeps getting crazier every and time you, keep you do it. And you new people. And they, yeah. Any, any, and Blizzard, mark my words, has created this mold that so many other people in the business are going to follow. We got this, uh, this thing in the new Gears where we have a calendar. It's like you play Gears and it's like, oh, hey, you know, don't trade in your game because in two weeks there's like Ticker Tuesday or Triple XP Thursdays, right? And then your friends are playing on that same day and you want to keep going, right? And maybe there's like a psychology trick there where like, you know, you don't sell the game because you're thinking there might be something coming up, right? We're dungeon masters and we're always like manipulating that experience online to have new shit happen. 
Yeah, it's kind of crazy that it just keeps going, though. But, dude, so, like I mean, how much control does your average person have over their life, right? <laughs> so if you little. could have a world where you could start gaining that control. Yeah. I think the biggest problem, like, when you're young is figuring out what you want to do when you grow up, right? Like, th- th- thankfully, I was lucky, and I saw games. I was like, boom, that. Right. But so I've talked to kids. They're like, I'm going to school, and I don't know what I want to do. It's like, dude, pick something and be surgical about it and decide that you're going to be the best at that. Love <laughs> yeah, it, right? but the problem is finding something. For a lot of kids, the real issue is finding something. I mean, you got lucky, I got lucky, a lot of people did. But it's like it's very difficult to find the thing that you're into. You, know, you don't want to like say, oh, it's going to be this, and then you're doing it, and then halfway into it, you're like, this fucking blows. Okay, so it's difficult I've to find what that thing is. It's like asking, asking at a young, especially at a young age, when you don't know, you hardly know a lot about what's going on in the world around you. But at the same time, that opportunity now with the internet is greater than ever, mm-hmm. right? Like you could shoot a viral video, you could start a, a podcast, you could do anything, and if you start sure. getting better and better at it, you can build community, right? If that's what you want to do, but what if you want to be a carpenter, or what if you want to be a painter? You know, there's there's so many for kids. The hardest thing is finding the thing, yeah. finding whatever the fuck it is. Like you know, most kids don't get enough exposure to interesting ideas between the schoolwork. When you when you go to school, when you think about what you got to do, you got to get up at fucking 7 o'clock in the morning, you got to leave, catch a bus with a bunch of other douchebags, do a bunch of shit that sucks all day, listen to a bunch of people tell you you're never going to make anything out of your life unless you pay attention to them. Yep. And you're like, listen, bitch, you're teaching school. I know you don't make any money. Shut the fuck but up. But don't you love it? It's like, it. oh, life was so great when you were a kid. Like, no, no you know, yeah, there was, it had some moments, but it sucked. So to find something that you truly love in the midst of all this, like, programming is what school is no more than programming. Programming. It is education. There is information that you're going to download and you're going to remember it. But the reality of what it is is getting you programmed to get used to doing things you don't want to do, listening to people that you don't want to hear. Be around people you don't want to yeah, be around, like coworkers. There's a buzzer. Bring. Why, why does there have to be a buzzer, stupid? Why well, is this so important that we fucking leave at a certain time and get there at a certain time? You're turning me into a robot. You know, you're turning me into some worker asshole that just goes and does the same well, goddamn thing every day. You're providing order for a certain mind that might otherwise devolve into chaos. Yeah, there's right? ways to educate people. Have you hung out That's with any public school teachers? One. Like, my favorite hobby is if I'm out with friends and I was out in San Francisco with a buddy and he had a date who is this, a public school teacher. And anytime I find one of my pullers, I'm like, come here, come here, let me buy you a drink. And we'll just sit there and pick their brain for like an hour about My like, uncle's a public school teacher. Does he have horror stories? Oh, of course he does. Right? Teaches in New Jersey. Yeah. Like, so, you know, the, the like classes that are huge, like kids who are young, like super young, hooking up in bathrooms mm-hmm. and they have to call child protective yep. services. It's a, it's a horror story out yep. there. Well, you know, they're all doing crazy shit now, too, because of the internet. You know, you, you hear like 13-year-olds are talking about, you know, making out with other girls. There was no girls making out with girls when I was 13. That shit never took place. Yeah. Well, now the, they're yeah. all doing it, you know? Yeah, that, well, that was like a ratio. 13-year-old girls, yeah. That was the, the, when I was 13, <laughs> I knew a lot of 13-year-olds, dude. None of them were making out with each other. Everybody would, would say they were going to do something, and you never knew quite what it was, right? And there was this kind of like adult conspiracy to keep like pornography away from you and things like that. You had to go in the woods and find porn. We've talked about this a hundred times on the podcast. Finding, yeah, <laughs> finding porn, porn in the in woods. The woods. Yep. It's so funny. Everyone's so got the guy the same story. Everybody. It it's incredible that we didn't bring this up to you. Dirty stuff. We it's didn't bring this up to you, and everyone has the same goddamn story. Dude, You're that, in the woods. We you should find a magazine. You should make an adult bookstore in the woods. It'd probably be the most successful. Yeah, but just don't even tell, have any signs. Porn I found the in the woods. There's like a Johnny Porno <laughs> seed. It looks like Ron Jeremy in a thong <laughs> going through the giant sack of porn, and it's like so cherry soggy and hustlers. And, yeah, cherry. Yeah. Yeah, swag. It's not Playboy. It's the dirtiest shit you could find. It was the bad stuff we grew up with. Oh, your dog. Oh, there we go. It was always penthouse with a lot of water damage. And it was always the girls looking <laughs> like they had the Sarlacc pit down there. It was horrible, right? And your young, impressionable mind is like, oh, my God, I'm supposed to think this is hot? What is going on here? Right. Right? It was terrifying. Yeah. But That's now with the click you... of a button, you can see two girls, oh, one cup. Yeah. 
Yeah, we we've talked about this before about how crazy it is how how close all this stuff is. Yeah, like someone can send you a Twitter link and you click on it and just get to be the most horrible thing ever. Mark my words, if I ever have children, at, like they are not going to get a cell phone until they're maybe thirteen. Yeah, but you know what? The worst thing you want to have is an uninformed kid. True, true. When when all the other kids, just talk to them and and just let them be, you know, in the same flow as everybody else. Just let them know what the fuck is going on while it's happening. As long as that base is there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's look, you know, there's that old expression: the kids are going to be all right. You know, and they're they are they're going to be all right. They're going to be fine. Just like we're fine. We're worried about them. You know, and I have little daughters. And logically, you know, I can say this. And, of course, you know, paternally, I just want to protect them and nerf the fucking world and all that. But I understand where that's coming from. These kids are going to be fine. They're growing up with other human beings. Well, to some extent, you want them to, to make their own mistakes, right? I've known parents yes. who pad the house up too much. And it's like, let them fall over once in a while. Let them learn how to balance, right? Like, Well, yeah, but, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want them. To, I mean, kids die. You know, they fall. Well, yeah, and crack I mean, don't have a coal stove in the middle of the living room, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you have hard floors, you know, like I have marble floors, it's kind of tricky. You know, you gotta, you gotta watch them. But, but that's not the point. The, the point is, um, you know, what these they're growing up with other people, and I think p- things always get better. And even though it seems like shit's worse, even though it seems like shit's worse as far as like the economy and all this craziness, as far as invasion of privacy and you know and uh, the, the the you know the, the access to information that we have and they're getting inundated with images and videos and all this shit that we didn't see until we were well mature, they're gonna be fine. They're just this is how they're growing up now. This is just how it is, and we're just the lo- the old people that are just like our parents, like you know, kids these days. Look at them, yeah, kids with the these same video thing. games. It's the same thing. It's just we're like we're like kids these days with their fucking ass to mouth porn, <laughs> you know. They like got ass to mouth porn on their fucking iPhone. Well, that's just what it is. It's just yeah. this is the new world, and the world constantly keeps getting more and more complex. It's a world of ass to mouth. It's it's the world is always getting more and more fucked up. It's that, always getting more complicated, more strange, so is, more so bizarre. Where is it going to the zombie apocalypse? Is the well, I think it's, oh, it's always, look, I think as long as there's freedom of information, the way we're expressing each other right now and communicating with each other, people are going to be able to figure out things quicker, mm-hmm. you know, and I think kids are going to be able to figure out this multifaceted, fucked up, chaotic world far quicker than some fucking doofus from 1963. Yeah. You know, you take some kid from 1963, you could talk him into anything. They didn't know shit. Yeah. You know, today kids are going to be more savvy, more aware, more like, information. Nobody needs to ask anybody anything anymore. Yeah, right? like Google you just the look fuck it up, you can it. find it, right? You know, Wozniak was complaining about this, actually. He was, uh, there was uh, Steve Wozniak, one of the creators of Apple, was doing an interview where he was saying, back in my day, you know, you had a, if you had a question, you had to find a smart person and ask him. Well, that's dumb. Why would I, why are you complaining about that? There's not that many fucking smart people. Yeah. What, I got to seek out one dude? That's retarded. You I have to go and talk Oracle. to the professor. Well, that's, that, that's, that's why they're so goddamn arrogant about their that's information. That's the thing about the Mayans, right? They used to control them by the, you know, all the quote priests, you know, figured out science and figured out, you know, how the, uh, you know, the lunar cycles and how everything would turn out. And like everyone was like, wow, how do they know this? It must be magic. And like, huh, we're controlling this through knowledge, right? Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. But now ev- the Egyptians, everything too, is, before the Library of Alexandria right? burned down, they had. I mean, that was the idea as well. They, they kept all the knowledge. They had all this information about all sorts of different things that the, the lay person was unaware of. So now everybody can get it. Google, bitch. Damn. You, you, we used to have to seek out a Tim Sweeney or a John Carmack. Yeah. Right? right? And hang on to them and ride them up to the yeah, top. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Now there's just fucking a computer connection to the internet and all your questions answered. But it's not always true, dude. Not always. That's the thing. Is I, but I, it's getting there. It really it's getting seems closer like... and closer. It's getting to the point. There's a lot of disinformation, but there's also a lot of information. There's a lot of good information. 
And I think that's good because I think it developed just like we need to be able to discern between bullshit and reality in the real world. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to discern between bullshit and reality online. Yeah. And people will sort it all out and figure it out. You know, if you know, there's a lot of people that have a, there's a lot of urban myths about all sorts of different things. You know, if you drink a Coke and take, you know, the, you know, fucking this with it, you'll die. You know, I mean, how many different stories have we ever heard? Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you just go yeah, it was online. Coke and Pop Rocks growing up. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. what it was. And it was yeah. Mikey from the Life Cereal <laughs> commercial died, his stomach exploded. Yes. Right? Yeah. When there was the urban legend about the girl who stuck the hot dog in her pussy and then had to go to the hospital. You never heard that I one? I didn't hear that one. That was the other one, right? All the maggots were starting coming out of her ass. And oh, that, there, then there's the, the one about the lobster, right? You heard that one, right? What was that one? The girl apparently took this a lobster. This is such a Boston decide. one. She just, it's a lobster. Right? She, she took a lobster, put it in her, and then like lit a match to make its tail flip around. Turns out the lobster had like like planted a bunch of eggs in her and then right. like three weeks later she died that's in the tub and like all the yeah that's yeah I could totally see that some disgusting girl with shit breath telling me that story it really seems like it life is going girl. towards like the having a she matrix a bubble where you live in a bubble and your whole life is like you're she it? was such a whore she took this lobster she stuck it in her pussy right right she lighted and it with she a lighter she lit it on fire it was on fire. A fucking lobster just drops all these eggs in a snatch. It was a lobster fest. And two fucking lobsters are crawling out of a pussy. What a whore. That's wicked weird. Don't you think that's the case, that, that life is going towards where we're going to be in a bubble, and our whole life is going to be some kind of like Matrix-style c- cocoon where we're all working for the I hive? I actually think the people who actually have people skills will, will suddenly... Everybody's going to know how to be connected and how to get all this data, right? But those who actually can interact in real life will actually do pretty well. If well, you can that, have the combination of that, right? That's well, what I'm we, saying. We all about know. I mean, it's... it's it's interesting to try to like speculate as to what exactly is going to happen, but we all know that something's happening, and that's the most interesting thing about this conversation is that we all are just admitting, like everyone's saying, it's, no one's saying, well, this is going to stop and everything will level off, and then we'll just you know go fishing. It's going, it's <laughs> going oh. faster than ever though, exponentially, yeah. right? Yeah, it's it's moving in a weird direction. When you were talking about that smart dust, you know, and uh, you know the ability to track you and little particles that can hang on to you, and three D computers, and this whole WikiLeaks thing. I mean, what, what the, the transparency of the whole process now seeing this guy get arrested for not wearing a condom and they're tra- tracking him down like he's a killer and that is this main thing he's done wrong he didn't wear a condom nobody that's knows, what they're charging nobody him knows with. anybody else involved with it though right he's the one who's like willing to stand up there and take it on the chin as the face of this whole operation I don't like, understand the whole story I, I need to look into it more and I hesitate to d- anytime anything involves anything political I always just say you know what it's like watching a TV show that's fucked me over. You know, this this show sucks. I'm you're not getting me again. I'm not going to watch your stupid show. And that's how I feel about politics. So I, when anything like this is in the news, I'm like, fuck you. My time's valuable. You guys are all crazy. You're all full of shit. Kiss my ass. I'm not paying attention. But as this is getting further and further along, I'm getting sucked in because it's so surreal. Yeah. It's so I, strange. Well, you know, only a certain percentage of the cables were actually released. It was something like yeah. 20,000 out of like 300,000 or something. They're fucking panicking, man. These, yeah. the, the, the politicians are panicking. They, they're going to know all these other nations are going to know what kind of shit we talked about yeah. them. You have a hard time containing data, though, even in my business. It's just like, oh, suddenly something just appears as a rumor on a website. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck did they It's amazing. This? It's like, interesting. Who, it's is a, somebody it, profiting by this? Like, because I know in, in the gaming industry, if you're like going to leak something to like, you know, a video game website, you're not going to make money. Like, right. and, and you know, you'd hope somebody wouldn't have two beers at a pub and tell them something. Like, and then it's it, they, people run with it, right? Well, that's one of the most fascinating things about BitTorrents and all this stuff. It's almost like people feel compelled to contribute. 
It's like there's a, there's a like a human urge to put information and stuff available online. Like before people were getting chased down, people loved the idea that you could go to their site and get a bunch of shit. Yeah. You can get a bunch of shit from them and they they they, they, they love to be yeah, they love to be distributors of it. You know, it was so common. There were so many different sites that had illegal shit. And so there's you know? got to be like a human nature thing where you just want to like share and host and have community and be remember where's where's sites. Yeah, where of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's different than BitTorrent. People don't people don't know that there was these weird fucking hidden sites where you can go and download where's with a Z. Yeah, yeah. W A R E Z. You could go and In Mexico this was Juarez. They got all shut down. They figured out how to stop them. But then this whole peer-to-peer thing came up. And the peer-to-peer thing is too confusing. For people who don't know, it's like when you're downloading, say if you're getting a movie, you're not getting it from one person. Mm-hmm. You're getting it from like a hundred people or more even. You're getting all these files and somehow or another they're compiling so who's onto your you computer. Raid, right? Yeah, but it's craziness because you're taking all these ones and zeros from like 30 different places and then the final product is illegal. Yeah. Like, whoa, what are you saying? And how do you how do you track, right? And where did it come from? Somebody had it. If the one person that had it, there's one illegal copy, right? And then they're all illegal. But what if there's one legal one? Well, so so here's the key is to provide a service that people are willing to pay for. Why do you think Hollywood's betting on 3D so much right now? Right? It's like, okay, what are we going to actually do? I think I, it's adding actually, the third I think, uh, dimension. I think the key to that is NFL. I don't think it's porn. NFL would be dope too. They're, we're filming all the UFCs in 3D. Yep, UFC in 3D. That, that'd be genius, right? Yeah, they're doing so it. then it's an event, right? Like they filmed you know, a bunch of them already. I, I want I want my 3D to be an event. I want to go see Avatar. I want to go yeah. see Tron in 3D. I, I don't want to go see like Meet the Fockers six in 3D. I don't really care, right? Yeah. And in, in my house, like you know, I don't really need to see like you know your average rental in 3D. But when there's an event, there's a fight, there's a, a, a the Super Bowl. Mm. I will I will put my glasses on and watch that in my house. Or a 3D. dope movie, something fucking badass. Something that's some super like yeah. uh, the, the more uh, I watch. I'm sorry. The more yeah, I watch no. TV in 3D, though, it's not really about that. I think why they're trying to make all the movies 3D and all the games 3D is to make it to the point that what we're going towards is like walls of TVs or like I was saying, the IMAX movie theater you're, where it's going to be. You're still in the bubble, aren't you? Well, it's you want the 360 like. I think I think they're really trying to push that, that not the 3D part, just the, the depth part yeah. of it. So that's what. It's going towards a bigger so screen. Do you think that they can do that eventually? They'll be able to create an image that looks three dimensional without actually having to have glasses. Have you seen the Nintendo jazz, 3DS? Yeah, they already no. have it. Yeah. They already have. It. But does it look like? You remember when we went to that? Um, I don't remember where the place was. We went to and we saw some some sort of a big screen. Was it in Austin? They had a, a big screen that was. Um, it was a 3D thing. They have it them now. It was super dope. It was in Best Buy. Somewhere in Best Buy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- yeah, it was Best yeah. Buy. Remember yeah. they had... It was incredible. We were watching that Monsters, Monster vs. Aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was insane. Yeah. The depth was so fucking gripping. I was like, this is like giving me like a mental boner just to watch it. It's like thrilling. Right. You know, it's like so alive with like visuals, you know? So your story doesn't always have to be the most original thing, but if you can provide something so somebody's never seen before. That's why yeah. we play games. That's why we go to the movies is to get away from the shitty day-to-day mundane life. That's yeah. why pe- there are people who love Avatar so much that are depressed when they leave it, mm. right? Because they created this whole virtual world that just wanted to yeah. exist in, right? It was me, man. I wanted to go there. Yeah. I wanted to leave. Dude, this when I read about that movie, I'm like, this is retarded. It's like, the, okay, so it's blue people meets fur right. gully, and I'm going to watch it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. That was a perfect example yeah. of depth, though, when you saw Avatar for the first time, how, like, that one scene where they're going down, they're pulling out something, like a dead body or something, yeah. and it showed, like, that long hallway. Yep. You know, that's what it seems like. Everything that I've been watching regular TV in 3D for, like, a couple months now, and even like regular TV shows that that re, they have like a reenaction that makes the TV try to make it in 3D, yep. not reenaction, uh, 
recreation yeah. of trying to make it three. And even shows like that, you're just watching TV and you're like, wow, this background is really far back, you know? So it seems like everything is going for just depth nowadays, that the, right. the technology is going to be like us in a pod and we're just going to sit the there and communicate. so used to it that they can't with, go back. Right, right, exactly. That's what it seems That's like. Sorry, it's what saying? That. So used to it that what? That they can't go back. Right. right. That's how it is with HD for me right now, right? But the, never underestimate how many people don't have the that money the or the desire to upgrade to that. conversation right? I ever said, sorry. We know, like, we, we, we can track how many people have HD versus standard definition televisions in, 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 in our games, right? Based on their settings. And it's actually not as many people as you'd think have HD TV still to this day. Really? There's still a, a great percentage of rural America that still doesn't have broadband, right? There's so many people that lag behind it because it's just not a priority for them, right? You'll always get your early adopters, you, you know, guys like you who have 3D. But there's still tons of people out there. Like, I stream all my stuff on my Xbox. I, like, when I saw the red box, you go to the supermarket where, where I live and, like, a Friday night near the college, there's a line out the door. At the, for the red box and I'm like what is this right and it's just it's, it's blockbuster condensed into, into one box that you can just rent right and it's huge not everybody has the broadband and has an Xbox set up they can easily stream everything from the comfort of their living room right yeah but right. not everybody had electricity 200 years ago yeah. you know what I mean it's like it's all oh we gotta keep pushing forward right it's all gonna it's, it's eventually going in the same direction doesn't matter how many of these hillbilly fucks don't catch up mm-hmm. we need no broadband in 2010 I got no fucking time for you but that's like, silly you need to move yeah. stupid you know you need to fucking get your family out of the woods dude Come on, buddy. It's like there's not going to be carpenters anymore, though. It seems like, like you were saying, like, if you want to be a carpenter, like, how is this person going to find, like, a, his job and stuff? That's what's going to happen. There's not going to be houses anymore. We're going to well, live it, in will, pods. We're, <laughs> will, will we have gigantic 3D computers or 3D printers that we set up that build a house? Is no, that what it'll be? There'll be something. No, it'll be like a cocoon of a third dimension wall that wraps around your body like yeah, the Matrix. What if you don't want to live like gonna, that? You're not going to be able to live that's out what we're pushing Unabomber towards. style? In the but, what if you're, but what if you're young and you grow up with that and you don't need that much space and you prefer the virtual world over the real world, right? And you're not you're perfectly comfortable running around a virtual field mm. over a real one. And what Maybe if, it'll be inevitable. Maybe it'll be, get so dope that why would you want to live in the real world stupid? Right? Right? Maybe the, the, the fake world will be so you, you talked fucking about Avatar. badass. What if, what if you could just go and live yeah. like, you remember when virtual reality was all the and rage And be immortal with a those, giant dick. And, and eyes that can see through walls. And there's no racism yeah, in this Yeah, no world. racism. And unless you're like purple You have all the money that has ever been printed. It's and all yours. There's no penis. We all have yeah. multi-penises everywhere. And you can just go to other worlds. You can travel to other worlds. You can do anything. It's not real. Or you, you can craft make it your own world, right? Yeah. That's the, that's, that's the million dollar, a billion dollar, trillion dollar prize everybody wants to go for for games. It's to oh. give you the, your dream that you can ultimately control. Well, let's think about this, man. I mean, what is imagination? Imagination is some sort of energy that allows you to think up something that isn't there and create it and now it becomes real it manifests itself in the real three-dimensional world and you can beat on it with a hammer it all comes from imagination so imagination is like some real creating force but nobody really ever knows where that comes from is it come from right. your environment does it come from like what you're exposed to like what is it right? well they also the, uh, the concept of the muse that, that you're an antenna and that you're tuning into all the energy that's out there and all this you know you just sort of some sort of another you know like process it just like you know like a satellite dish pulls it out of the sky and makes these numbers ones and zeros into this image but it's true. I mean, when you when you look at what imagination is, I mean, it really is some sort of an energy, something that exists in the mind, and then it's ethereal, and then it becomes a solid thing. It becomes a Miller Lite. You know, it becomes a computer. It becomes a microphone. You know, and this all, this is eventually got to move uh, further, right? So if if the imagination of all these thoughts 
can become a real thing by someone getting out and, and sawing some wood and nailing some things together. Eventually, it's going to become something through code where you can alter things not with a hammer and nails, but you can use your mind to create a real world. Mm-hmm. That could be 100% real. But th- your imagination applied operating system that tunes into neural interface and becomes a part of you. And you and this operating system connect to some sort of a computer or whatever the fuck it is, whether it's wireless or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you enter into a tangible third dimensional, three dimensional world that you control. Then you upload into it. Yeah. What the fuck, man? And we leave meat space. Mm-hmm. Right? Meat space. But think about yeah, what, that's what happens what... when the meat dies and you just rot, and then someone has to come along and clean you. They have to recognize there's a hole in the matrix. And do some you not find it weird that it's 2010 stinks. and we still bury people in the ground? Like, yes. Not, it's a scam. It? We, have, we, we should scam. dress those people up and fucking dance them around. Like no, we get they fall apart. Right? You need to burn them. What are you talking about, stupid? <laughs> I think that should be a play. It should be the the play of this we guy. Get, you, you, you go know, there to respect the guy, and it's like show. six months long. You're so crazy. You got to burn them. It's so dumb, man. It costs so much money to bury people, man. I was at the the Duncan show, the uh, at the cemetery. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, the Hollywood. Cemetery. He's got some weird show he does at the uh, Hollywood Cemetery. That's where Cemetery. he had the Gears launch party. Yeah, yeah, well, that's where the Gears yeah. where that sign is from. They do movies and shit there. Yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah, like a hip, really weird. hip cemetery. Yeah. But it, they comedy. They do a comedy show there, and uh, we were there, and so I, it was the first time I'd ever been around um, uh, gravestones in a long time, mm-hmm. and they're like they're all high tech now. They have like laser etched people's faces and shit into the gravestones. Do they have like video screens and stuff. Play, no, the no. Probably, but they probably have posters the of like the Sopranos and stuff like that on the walls and like Harry Potter oh, and inside the yeah inside the place. yeah. But I'm talking about where oh. the dead people are. Yeah, where the dead people are. The the headstones. They're they're they they are they are like high tech now. Yeah. yeah, like the whole place is like just like a trendy place like that. So even there's like neon lights around like some of the graves and there's these digital candles that flick. It's like this like a hip. You, you know what you do is ridiculous. What you do is if you die. You have a, li- a live streaming thing that has a Twitter hashtag with your name, so right. people can, like do shoutouts, right? Yeah, totally. Oh, I want to give a shout out to Gravestone Number Forty Two. Yeah, you ever know anybody who died who still has a Facebook? Oh, yeah. yeah, that is some Our weird stuff, Outlaw. man. Outlaw. His yeah. wife updates his Facebook all the time. Yeah. I miss you and shit like that. Yeah, those are weird. Yeah, I've, I've known people, and it's it's weird. They they almost haunt you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they keep popping up in like yeah. photos and stuff that aren't tagged. Like tag me, and it's just a. You'll be in the middle of the day, just eating your lunch, and it just pops up. And you're like, "Oh man!" Like it's a weird, sobering reminder, and you're not going to delete it. It's like a this weird kind of ghostly memorial to that person, right? Yeah. And, and, and that, yeah, what, it's trippy. What what happens when that person starts responding though, and it's not like there's the a wife, Twilight like, Zone, hey, right? Hey, it starts hey, with a poke, right? Hit my like button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I think the acid's kicking in. There's this article in Fast Company talking about how Twitter is kind of taking over in certain ways and how basically during the VMAs this year, they had like Twitter projections on the wall of like the number of hits like each artist got and they had live feeds of what people are saying about each artist. And so we're, we have a generation right now that wants to interact 24 7. It started with the remote control. And now, like, it's not enough. I know friends who've been sitting there texting other people, and I'll say something like, "Hey, do you want to go to the? You want to go to the store?" And they'll be like, "Did you actually hear what I what I just said?" And they'll be like, "Yeah, you said you want to go to the store." While they're in the middle of typing an email, the human mind is is adapting to this kind of multitask ability. Yeah. It's not just enough to sit down and watch something. You need a, you need a, a ticker feed. You know, we're playing an online game, and in between rounds, we're tweeting at the same time. Right? You have to keep doing something and doing multiple things, otherwise, the brain is bored. You know what? I don't think it affects traffic as much either, because I think the the majority of people that have like the the, the 
the Google Maps live traffic view sorts it out from people that are just sitting there twittering their mom and driving slower. Like it cancels each other out because now we have better technology so we know where to drive better and where the traffic is. So that equals out the other retards that are just sitting there twittering and slowing down traffic a different way. So what do you think about that? Do you mount your phone <laughs> to the center of your steering wheel? What's that? You should mount your phone to the center of your steering wheel. No, I, I, did, I, I just did the side straddle thing. I look down at the map. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. I got to turn right but up you're, here. Uh, you're at the point where like you're in, you can feel the tug of your phone in your pocket sometimes. Oh, right? yeah. Mm. Where you're just like, oh, I just want to look. You know, having a Twitter fan base and just seeing mm. you, you, you post something before you leave the office or whatever and you're driving the road. You just want to know what they're going to say, right? Right. And you just want to respond. It's, it's That in itself, having a community, right? That's incredibly addictive. Totally. You farm, have an instant response farming. from thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, right? Like, how could you not want to know what they're going to say? And half the time, it's the same thing, and half the time, it's something new, right? Totally. Yeah, it's very addictive. Very addictive. Just wanting to know what's going on. Because every now and then, I'll check Twitter, and someone will turn me on to something really amazing. Right. You know, some incredible fucking video or something Do you ever like get a little that? weirded out by the links, though? Like, you just worry about clicking on it. Like, hey, check out this video of this cat who farts while he burps, and you're like... Mac, you don't. Do you have a, don't you use a Mac? No. Oh, well, you that's the problem. <laughs> Do you want to know what I uh, my 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 the big oh, app, the big Apple cherry popper for me was the iPad, man. Oh yeah, totally. I love it. Yeah, you like, got to get Mac, man. The not clicking on links nowadays. Who cares, right? Yeah, yeah you solid. don't worry about viruses. You don't worry about anything. Yeah, I'm still a PC guy, and that's, that's what we develop on at work, right? That's all nice and well, good, dude, but it's nonsense. You for have to have dessert. Yeah, you gotta have uh, dessert. It's like baby. being a person who's right. a, allergic <laughs> to peanuts, and you're eating everything blind, hoping you don't run into a peanut. Yeah, fair enough. You know, it's silly. Yeah, you're right. Is this Ustream.tv or .net? .tv. Fuck. What's I the difference? I put out the wrong link on my Twitter. Did, Did you put it up for you? I put out the wrong link. These people right, are watching the, the wrong goddamn piss. thing. Oh, yeah. T piss anytime you want to. Yeah, get up here. Just piss in his mouth. Yeah. Just watch for cables. <laughs> and uh, He's been here before, man. Trust me. If you want to pee on He's my dog, it. she's out back. She oh, likes it. Dogs love pee, man. You know what's crazy about video games nowadays is that that Angry Birds game. There's a bird, a game. I don't know if you heard. That's ninety nine cents right now. I think it is. But that game has sold so many fucking ninety nine cent apps that what is it called? Like Spielberg is going to be making a movie with Brad Pitt any day now as an Angry Bird or something. That's how crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. This what there's what a, is this? There's a game on uh, that you can get on your iPhone. You could also get it on the Droid and stuff like that. It's called Angry Birds. Uh, it sold, has sold like shitloads of digital copies to the point where that game is like making millions for a 99 cent video game. It's gotten so big that they're, now they're making it for iPads, they're making it for consoles, but now it's going to, like, I, there's even a movie maybe in the works that's coming out. So, like, what is, what's the numbers? Like, how many millions? Millions of people uh, watched it? Millions, yeah. Played it? Yeah. What would you say? 3.7 million today. You're just taking a, a <laughs> Ralphie May. That's what we're going to call from now on. It's a Ralphie May. We just want to make up a word, make up a number. Yeah. I'm going to Ralphie yeah, May this number. There's uh, 5,000 people that died. <laughs> Remember that? And we looked up we're and it's like, two. Two. He said, <laughs> yeah, thousands of people died. <laughs> He's sounding as black as coal, too. Yeah, do, do, thousands of people died. 2,000, Jerry. 2,000. You would not understand this. Ralphie's a great guy and he's very funny, he's but so he sucks funny. with numbers. You know, he's not, well, he doesn't suck at numbers. What? His popularity of that episode is one of the fastest, most popular episodes. Oh, Ralphie's ever very had. popular, man. He Ralphie's has funny. People love Ralphie. Crazy mad fans. You know, was, Ralphie was Congrats, the best. Ra Ralphie. Ralphie. 
And this is Ralphie was the the one who was the best at capitalizing on that um, last comic standing show. He did it better than anybody, man. Yeah. He just ran. He with that destroyed. Shit. Like I said this on the podcast. He, he I watched him destroy rooms. Like people yeah. just howling. Like you on know, the show. Yeah, on the show. Yeah. And that's what made me got into thinking like, wow, he is. He is a real comic. Or at well, least, he's an animal, dude. Yeah. That dude, I mean, he might be 500 fucking pounds or whatever he is, but he's working. Yeah. He's out there constantly huffing it. I heard he does like three-hour shows, too, sometimes. Really? Like, he just does it. ridiculous shows. I'm, I want to know. Is like, he's doing a lot of comedy, man. He's doing it constantly. His feet, his feet must hurt, though. They must hurt. They must just fucking... Maybe he sits down after a while. Maybe he lays down. and Maybe, <laughs> maybe what he does is the audience is on, like, it's like a, one of those amusement park rides. They all right. strap in, and they raise them up over him, so they're hanging from the ceiling, and he's lying on his back and that's how he does his comedy what if he had a water bed on stage and just laid back in a water bed and there was just candles all around him and then that's how <laughs> that's how he did his whole show that's actually kind of a cool <laughs> fucking idea and how about just being in the tub yeah. just in the tub with candles oh, doing dude. your comedy oh totally that's actually not and a bad your, idea you had your opener in there with you and they're just hanging out laying there no, but you only that's open gay with, bro you only know? with girls though you only had girl comedy then they, they sink, then they sink yeah, down. so then you have one person who's funny and one person who isn't are you, are you in that camp that thinks girls aren't funny? Most girls are not funny. Is that not a, a, that's not a classic that comedy thing, right? Like, well, there's a bunch. I mean, Sarah Silverman's really funny. It's, I shouldn't say most girls. Just look, most comics aren't funny either. There's less girls doing comedy, so there's you know, Esther's yeah, less numbers. funny comedians that are women. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's no I mean, Esther's funny. Little Esther, she's very funny. She's, funny. she's a good comic. There's a bunch that are really good comics. I mean, I have a bunch of friends that are comics that are female. It's a joke, but uh, there's a lot of women that are terrible. It's it's a different. So they have a different restrictions. They can't talk about as many things. They can't. I mean, Sarah Silverman does, but she's a, such a rarity. You know, most. But that's kind of what it takes, right? Like you look at Richard Pryor. And sort of. The but it has thing. to be you. It has to be you. And so very few women actually are that. I mean, Sarah Silverman. The reason one. One of the reasons why she's so funny and so brash and dirty is like that's what's funny to her. That's yeah. who she really is, yeah. you know? And it has to really be you. And there's, you know... Can't for, be doing an act. Yeah, for a lot of men, that's always... Men, 90% of all men talk about, you know, a lot of the same situations. And, you know, that you can relate to anyone, even if they're on stage, unless they're, like, as extreme as, like, say, Joey Diaz. You know, right. Joey Diaz will take it into a, a the fuck Rogan? The average man really has no... But for most women, you know, like, conversations, like, men don't want to hear you talk about politics. Men don't want to hear your opinions. Men don't want to hear you talking about you getting laid. Yeah. Men don't want to hear you talking about like, what the fuck is this bitch up so there what, doing. So what do they get so they're to talk so about? limited. They're limited, and they can't be the alpha. They can't be the one who has this idea that maybe everybody should listen to because it makes sense. You can't yeah. be that person. Yeah. The last thing any fucking asshole man wants to do is be in the audience with some woman smarter than him that's making a lot of sense. That's you know saying some shit that he should have thought up on his own. Yeah. Good luck controlling that. Good crowd. luck that. Yeah. And good luck with politics. You know, men always oppose women on political issues. I know a lot of men who, when women think one way, they'll think the other way just because a woman thinks that way yep. it's just like you know it's just natural yeah it's ingrained it's, yeah it's ingrained to not want a woman to control you so like so many comedians just rely upon the whole like marriage sucks like unhappy american male type thing man it's just it's sad well you know what it is it's like first of all that is a lot of what they are i mean a lot of people especially if you're shitty at relationships you don't know i mean you're most we know a lot of people that are, have fucking terrible relationships it's yeah just, it is what it is and it's also it's you know they they get programmed into thinking that that's what's funny, you know that yeah. this is this is the angle this is what everybody does. It's all like oh my life sucks like that so that's the way it is and I, I I feel sympathy for you right. Yeah, but some people will come out with it and you know you know it's real. You know it's like 
the two people can talk about the same subjects, and w- one it works, and the other one it doesn't. And the the one it works, it works because the shit is coming from a real place. Yeah, like that's like the most important thing with, with I think any kind of art. It's got to come from a real place to order, to really resonate with people. This has to actually be what you want to do. You know, when I started uh, watching uh, for about five seconds on cable the other night, was Pauly Shore is dead? Oh, dare you? Did you enjoy it? No. No. I wonder no. why. That's you know, the weird. funny thing was, is <laughs> growing up as a teenager, we we would watch that shit. Like oh, we would watch Polly Shore. Shore movies. Right? Yeah. Well, the Polly Shore of then is not the Polly Shore of now. Oh, fair enough. Life moves on. Yeah. Do you still uh, go to go? Uh, you work at the comedy store still? Or no, like, never, 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 not that, anymore. No, that's the the main reason why that whole uh, Carlos Mencia thing. That was the end of it for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to bring up old. Yeah. Uh, it's just it was just gross. I, I mostly do the improv now in other clubs, yeah. but you all right, buddy? Dude, yeah. what is... <laughs> Brian's moving around. Put down the here. butter dog. With his fucking dog. Wait, what did I miss he's about... walking around with his dog like it's a suitcase. He's such yeah, a that's, strange He person. needs a purse for it. We're in the middle of a podcast. He's you can get a, you can get a, you can get a bedazzled around. purse and just walk around. You got a dog now? Yeah, I got a couple dogs. What kind? Well, you know my story about when I was living in Colorado, my dog got eaten by a mountain lion. Did I oh, tell you that? You told me that, yeah. yeah. That's fucking So I have two left. I got a Mastiff and I have a Bulldog. How big's your Mastiff? A buck forty? Jesus, I'm a buck fifty. <laughs> He's big. <laughs> He's super friendly though. He's yeah, like they the nicest are. dog I've yeah, ever biggest, had. The bigger the dog, the nicer they are. The meaner they are, the more little shits. Well, there's some big dogs that are scary though, like Presa Canarios. You know, there's there's some there's some giant dogs that are fucking dangerous that eat. People Usually sometimes. the mastiffs and the Danes are cool, right? Yeah, great Danes are also really confident. They're really friendly. But Mastiff's like, this dog is the best. He's just got the perfect personality. Yeah. He's like so sweet to everybody. He's just a nice dog. I can't do the little dog thing, man. I don't know how you do it. Well, the little dog's the one that got eaten. And he's, I had a cool little dog, man. He was a Pomeranian and American Eskimo. He's yeah. a fluffy dog, but he got jacked by a mountain lion. Did he just vanish <laughs> one day, or did he come crawling home uh, halfway like the zombie in the walking story dead? that we've told many times. Right, I, don't podcast, need to, I don't need but, to go over old but stuff. But I, I, I saw the mountain lion. The, 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 having, you know... Having little dogs like that is like you know they don't they really can't protect themselves from anything. Yep. Foxes can jack them. We you know I saw a fox with a little baby deer. I didn't know like everybody was talking about how foxes are like sweet. And, oh, they're so cool. Look at the yeah, fox. They gotta survive too, man. And then I saw a fox dragging a fawn, and I was like, oh, this shit is real shit. You ever actually get to be around any of the big cats, man? Well, I saw this one mountain lion that was in my yard, and it was about sixty pounds, seventy pounds. It was like a, a dog, like a German Shepherd size. Yeah. It wasn't big like. Like holy shit, this is gonna eat me! It was big, like, whoa, that's a mountain lion. It was like it was almost kind of like more shocking that it was smaller, because then I knew it was real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I expected if I'm gonna see a mountain lion, I'm gonna see a full grown mountain lion walking through the woods. Yeah. But something about this small one, and I was like, whoa, like there's small ones too. Like how many of them are out there? I started thinking like. How many of these fucking creatures live in the woods and just kill things yeah, all day? I had a cat killed by a, I don't mean, I think it was a coyote out near my mom's place in California mm. one time. You hear them at night, right? You just hear all the howling start kicking in, right? Yeah, they, they're in my yard sometimes, or they used to be. I had to fix my yard so they couldn't get in. But they would, uh, they would get in and they would shit all over the place. They would shit over by my pool. And it was creepy, man, because I, I stay up late, dude. Yeah. I'm up to like 4 o'clock in the morning. So while I'm up writing, you know, these fucking monsters are wandering around my yard looking for shit to kill. Yeah, but if you're out there, they probably sense that you're there and they don't avoid it, right? They, you know, yeah, but, you know, they'll, they'll fucking take a chance with a small person if there's no one around. Dude, I had, I had a chance. people before. I, uh, I had a chance to take my brother and my little uh, seven-year-old niece to the San Diego Zoo or the Wild Animal Park and kind of mm. go behind the scenes and check out the whole cheetah set up there. Mm. And uh, 
there's one cheetah there that was hand raised, and I, my brother and I got to go in and like pet the fucking thing, right? And just hearing the, and it sounds like a, like a like a Harley Davidson right in person, and you see this, mm-hmm. the fur is actually really coarse, and they have a certain presence about them, just like a don't fuck with me, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, I'll go in, I'll get my photo op, and I'm gonna get the hell out because I don't want to have my face eaten like that baboon and that lady a while ago, right? And then there was another one that was just pacing the cage, the cage, and when she saw my little niece. She stopped immediately, made eye contact, and my niece could sense like that this creature like looked at her and wanted to eat her, and just like completely ran behind my brother's legs, right? Because the the, the cheetah just saw her as food, right? It was just that primal instinct just kicked in. Yeah, they can't help it. Cheetahs can be domesticated. They're one of the few animals that, that you can successfully domesticate them. Well, they're actually in the low end of the uh, cat food chain in Africa too, right? Is that so, what it is? Yeah, they don't, so they're they actually somewhat dominant. endangered. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and people have actually kept them as pets and trained them and shit. I guess they don't kill you. Dude, I mean, <laughs> a few animals. I'm still not going to trust it. Right? Yeah, it was a smart move, especially with your niece, man. Well, she wasn't kid. allowed in with them, of course, right? It doesn't it's only matter. Adults. I mean, even, you know, having it aware that that's food, if, you know, it ever sees her again. It was funny. You know, that it's it was creepy. To, to see that the, the cheetah just realizes her. it, right? And then, Whoa, then, then that's the crazy, niece man. realized it was, it was one of those magic moments. You're like, all right, this is something not to mess <laughs> with, right? That's some scary shit, dude. Big cats are the scariest. They say that the, the reason why we have scared, where people are f- afraid of monsters, like every kid is, it's all just leftover DNA from monkeys getting jacked yep. by cats back when we were, you know, like subhuman hominoids. It's a primal instinct hominids. to avoid scary stuff, man, right? Mm-hmm. And like, if you, there's an old Stephen King thing, line, I can't remember what it was from, uh, where he was saying, you know, when the lightning crashes and the door opens and you see a 40 foot bug there, part of you ha- is happy because you're expecting a 60 foot bug, <laughs> right? Like, that's why Alien worked, right? Because oh, you don't yeah. see the full alien right at the beginning you see the little bit of the leg a little bit of the tail and you're mm-hmm. imagining like what can this thing possibly look like and yeah it was the yeah. most screwed up awesome hr geiger design like ever but at it the same the time shit. in your head it was still out there we rewatched uh, aliens recently um, aliens is good but the problem with aliens is that they establish an alien that this thing is super fucking intelligent really fast gigantic super resourceful very crafty and sneaky but then the second one they're just shooting them left and right and they're dying well, that, like, that, that was the whole that movie was the formula, to kill right? the first one I mean one. they needed one you know it was one too alien quick. versus the truckers they right? went too they went too quick they should have had less aliens. Listen, who the fuck am I? Movie designer. Character, <laughs> telling them one of the greatest science fiction movies of all time. Still an amazing movie. But to me, I was like, wait a minute. You can just kill them that easy? Everyone's just running around shotgun. I like two better dying. than one. I like Dude, aliens, one is an exercise alien. in action. One is an exercise in suspense, right? Yeah. One is yes. the tease of the leg. The other one's the full-on blown-out porno, right? Yeah. And the same, you ever watch, uh, rewatch the thing? There was too the many cut-the-shit scenes in the second one. Like when she was battling it with the exoskeleton on. I was like, why isn't it just stabbing you in the heart? It's got this giant fucking monster tail. Why isn't it just scooping you out like Jim you're Cameron a Because Jim Cameron sat a, a, down a and he's muscle. like, I want to see a fucking mech versus an alien. Yeah. And yeah. there's a certain point in creativity, man, where you have to be like, you know what? A gun with a chainsaw makes absolutely no sense on it. Like, even look at the design. If you went to grab the gun, you'd saw your finger off, right? But it's cool. Right? Yeah, but what I'm talking about is cut the shit moments. I'm, the suspension of disbelief where you make me go in a place where I think you got lazy. Or you did so. Why are you making me go here? Why did? Why is this your conclusion? Why? How, how's this bitch fighting this so thing? All off they of the could, giant the, all they had to do is build a certain amount of. But you're av- they had to make it believable. You gotta, you got you gotta. I can't like have to go. Oh well, I guess it's just really bad with its tail today. But that's the same you know, argument that says like, well, Lord of the Rings. Why didn't they just grab those you know birds at the end of it and have uh have them fly over and drop the ring into the volcano? Right? Like, there's always it's always possible to find birds. Work. Don't listen to you. Fucking birds. They were riding the birds at the end of the movie, man. <laughs> birds ain't gonna, they're like, they're they're like the carrier pigeons. I don't trust birds. Birds are cunts. Birds are all <laughs> former dinosaurs that became something new. That's what they are. the most evil bird ever is the African gray. The most evil bird. You ever see a shoe bill? No. 
there's a Congo documentary from the BBC that freaked me out once because there's this five foot tall prehistoric fucking bird with this giant bill that jacks these fish. It's fascinating, man. The the thing that fascinates me most about birds is they really are dinosaurs. They really are, yeah. you know. They and they think a lot of. There's a lot of theories that a lot of dinosaurs had feathers. That you know they just rotted off and that we don't see the fossils of feathers. Yeah, the fossils were just placed there to test our faith, dude. Oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a dude that I argue with on Twitter all day. I don't argue with him all day, but uh, I read his shit all day. What is your threshold for blocking people? Oh, uh, I just they're they're annoying. I just I, I don't I just go on instinct. If you're annoying me, I just block you. I love it when they're dicks. Yeah, it's just so easy. I it's love like, it. I, I read the thing. You fucking fuck. You do. do you Dude, block, block. I always block, quote that old comedy idiot. bit you did about the disproportionate amount of racial in racial porn being sold in the South, right? Yeah. It's like, dude, like if you <laughs> hate if you hate me, then obviously there's something yeah. that I fucked up with my team in the game. Like that we did something wrong. Like how can I flip this to turn you into somebody who likes what we do? It's just one switch away. Maybe it's a it's a reply saying, hey man, sorry the matchmaking sucked in gears too we've been working on fixing it like something like that to win you over and if you do then you could wind up with a fan for life right you would have to go back in time and stop that bus driver from fucking them in the ass and and roofing them (laughs) and uh, giving them moonshine you'd have to do that and then you have to find out why they're angry why their mom didn't love them or maybe it's just the the, the 36 inch LCD testicles that the internet provides people right once you have anonymity suddenly they get giant balls right there's that but why are they angry they're angry it's not you don't take a healthy happy super cool person who watches a a game and doesn't really like it and goes and attacks you on a personal basis they're coming from a deep anger of depression crystal Pepsi it's it's a lot of different things man it's like your your life not being what you want Wanted it to be unfilled expectations were all around you. There's people like Paris Hilton and, and and you know Kim Kardashian that are multi-millionaires driving around in Bentleys and they do nothing and you're dry, going crazy and so you attack and so you this fucking your game is for faggots. You eat shit. I hope you die in a fire. You know like whoa this whoa is, it's, whoa. We're in the era of the art of the meta celebrity man. You don't have to be famous for anything. You could just be famous for yeah. being famous. It's it, you know what it is. It's it's, uh, was it Angeline the blonde who always used to have oh, yeah. the billboards? Yeah, I'm gonna pee, but go into this. It's the continuation of that, right? I mean, it's just like, oh, you know, you just want to be famous, so you are, right? It amazes me right now how how many celebrities can bounce back from like doing anything right now, because America just loves a comeback story, right? You look at like Charlie Sheen. Remember, everyone forgets Kim Kardashian had a hardcore sex tape out there. You're like, dude, really? Like, and like, there are little girls out there that are looking up to her right now. I had a buddy of mine recently who, uh. Actually, finally, I'm sure this happens in L.A. all the time, but he found an ex-girlfriend actually in a random porn video online. No way. Yeah. and That's got to be great. I, I want it to happen one day. I want to be able to just go <laughs> to my porn. Such mixed feelings, right? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's one of those things, like, if you sit there, like, I, I would say, like, you know, porn is, like, on the internet, is like a, a Mandelbrot fractal. It just keeps going and going, right. and you can just keep, like, and it's never-ending. Like, when we were growing up, it was, like... Asia Carrera and like uh, Ginger Lynn and right. then like Jenna Ta- Jameson and then Jana came along. It was like the same fifteen actors just re- repeated with different spoofs of movies. Right. right now it's like you can just go on there and it's like an infinite amount of girls and you're like, at what point are you like, all right, so this is a thousand dollars and I don't think anybody's ever gonna see this. And right. his reaction, man, I felt so bad for him. And of course I teased him like nobody's business. But I was like, dude, you're getting your like your chasing Amy type of uh, uh, girl next door type moment, right? Like. He, he was just kind of crestfallen about it. They didn't even go out that long, right? But the fact that, you know, at some point he found this girl cool, they hung out, and then he finds a video of her on some random internet site doing some bad cheerleader porn. Right. And it's just like... I'm just coming back. Who is this you're talking about? It's a buddy of mine in town. You see people in, uh, 
in LA, I'm sure it's a common thing to like, you know, date a girl and then find out later she's a porn girl or she's done stuff like that. But you know, see it that often in, in, in outside of that. And uh, I had a friend of mine that recently happened to, and <laughs> imagining the mix of feelings he came with, like, <laughs> like of comedy of crestfallen. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, dude, did you, did you, did you, did you rub one out to it? And he wouldn't, he wouldn't admit to it. But the the feeling he would have of the like we were just saying to Brian about the the chasing Amy slash uh, girl next door type vibe, right? Or just like, oh man, yeah, it's kind of funny. I blame Joe Francis. Hey, what's going on with the Gears of War movie? It's, They're still making that. You uh, guys yeah, still making for that? the Sirens oh. goodbye. Um, it's Optimus. Still working on it. I learned a lot about how uh, filmmaking and how Hollywood and everything the business works, right? I mean, right. you really realize that it is very much a business. It's right. annoying as fuck, right? There's so many people with so many different opinions, and you got to listen to all of them. Well, and it's it's there are people who just don't, might not even have an opinion, but in order to stay hey, Brian, relevant, I'm they throw their one opinion. Ear here. I'm only hearing out of one side. One side, let's see. Test, test. Oh, you know what? I think it reconnected. I think it's just the, the base. Sorry. So, um, so what happens is it's, it's a business. Like, like any other business, right? And people want to make money. And often the people who make the decisions are often very rearward looking. Like, well, I'm looking at the last two years, and according to this, movies with uh, monkeys in them do well, so you need a monkey. And I'm not saying that's my personal experience. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I know not for this about. project, but what happened was they had a, they, they're like, okay, we want to do this big. You know, we got, uh, you know, Len Wiseman attached, he's a great guy, amazing director. Okay, well, great. We, you know, we have a really good script. You know, we think we can dock this out. They looked at the budget like, okay, so this is $120 million estimated, and there's no real love story in here. It's got it's to be rated R because, you, you know, if I show up at Comic-Con and we have a clip that doesn't have people getting cut in half and blood flying everywhere, they're going to tear us limb from limb. And then uh, there's no little kid Jaden Smith type story in there. Like, this is this doesn't add up. Like, this doesn't hit all the demographics. And I remember reading a story about these guys who kind of created a computer formula for it, where you could literally plug in the genre, you could plug in the actors, you could plug the time of year it was released, the various themes that are in it, and they could, uh, you know, Vegas-type betting odds, you could bet on whether or not their production would actually make money. And they, they make money doing this, right? And you're at the point it's where it's like, right? yeah. And, it's, it's, and they're saying, well, we won't get the Matrix, or we won't get the 300 out of it, but we'll get, you know, some sort of Will Ferrell comedy that where he's gonna, where doing a wacky sport. Right, and you get to the point where you know, creativity sometimes goes to die in that environment. And for you know, now everybody wants to make a District Nine, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're like, how can we make something that only costs sixty million dollars and then blows it out because everybody's conscious about how much money they spend? It's basic economics, right? So I mean, we're you know kind of redoubling it, doing something that's a little bit smaller, you know, recycling on the script. Project's not dead, man, but uh, you know, things are you get doing it with live people? Uh, TBD, man. I mean, a lot of it depends on who gets attached as a director, things like that. I mean, I personally would like to see live action. As little CG as possible. Uh, I would like CG people, man. You know mm -hmm. why? Your like, people don't look real. These motherfuckers with their giant heads. What are you gonna get, Brock Lesnar to play every role, dude? And your your dudes look like fake dudes. There's they're not so there's awesome. not a lot of not a lot of thick neck guys like that that have that level of charisma to hold up on over there, a two it's hour. It's not gonna movie. work. You gotta go CGI, son. Yeah. Get some little geek totally. voices. Yeah, geek dudes who are crazy like Steve Beowulf Buscemi style. type guys. But dude, it, it doesn't. They're yeah, they're getting exactly. closer with that, but dude, the carry the guys don't have to be that jack, dude. Like, but your guys are so jacked in Gears of War. Everyone's jacked. That's part of the cool thing about Vin it. Vin Diesel, yeah. to your average person, in Pitch Black looks jacked, and he's five foot two and was maybe what, like one eighty. No, he's not five two. He's a lot bigger than that. I, I, when I've seen him, he was short. Maybe I, I, was, I think he's, he's at least six feet tall. I mean, he's friends with Rico Rodriguez, um, who used to be UFC uh, heavyweight champion. I met him at maybe one of maybe UFCs. it was. Uh, he's, he's, I'm five eight. I caught him at a bad angle. Way man. bigger than he, me. He seems short when I saw him, man. Well, I'm short, but he's bigger than me. But the, the, the bottom line is, dude, it's more about charisma than it is about muscles. You get, as long as you get uh, a charismatic incorrect. actor. Incorrect. Look at the Hulk. 
the, you can't have a Lou Ferrigno doing the Hulk in 2010. We want that big fucking crazy CGI, oh, that crazy <laughs> Hulk that fucking smashes Dude, down the there's ground. Dude, there's a huge, de- there's a huge delta between Marcus his, Phoenix and the Hulk. His fists are as big as pickup The trucks. Hulk's head is this big compared to his body. Marcus Phoenix is jacked, but he's not like insanely jacked. He's not even as jacked as the guy that comes from Muscle and Fitness magazine. Yeah, he is. He's just as jacked, and his head's extra super wide because he's the, a double alpha. The armor's par- part of it, dude. Yeah, but his fucking head is giant, and he's perfect. Dude, why, why fuck around, man? Listen, dude, get some super duper fucking CGI pimps on this shit. Why? You could totally. do anything, man. That's Monsters and everything, it all exists in the same do, world. Like, you have not shit. insane shit. Good luck man. doing that for sixty million. Oh, Wait. is it too expensive? Dude, you know how much Avatar cost? I mean, it was insane. How much did it cost? Right, yeah. here's, here's Close a better to two hundred million plus. Tron cost one hundred fifty million. Here's a better idea. Then million. your in-game footage movies, like in in your video game, are so good. You should have like sitcoms with those guys going home after work, like having a, <laughs> yeah. like, having a relationship. Like them at the bar, <laughs> right? Fucking do King of Queens. <laughs> yeah, King of Queens. King of Queens. Yeah. Where you're, just get some. Guy, he gets like, home. It takes Marine twenty characters. minutes to take off his armor. Right. Like, oh god. Just do in-game footage stuff of like a, you know like a sitcom with all your characters in it, and they're all like Family Guy style. They're all friends. They hang out and get drunk. It was a terrible yeah. movie, but it was an interesting the moment. Concept. Seen a game, right? right yeah, now. right. It's a terrible movie, but it was an interesting concept. There was a Bruce Willis movie uh, where uh, I think it was called Surrogate. Did you see yeah, it? Surrogates? Yeah. yeah, it was really recent. Yeah, where everybody wound up t- they 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 stayed at home and then they had the younger version of them that all exists in the world. Yeah, a younger perfect version. He had this full head of hair and perfect skin. It was like kind of weird. I don't know. They yeah. CGI'd him somehow. But uh, they're getting at the point where they can kind of track your body and then kind of CG over in such an amazing way, right? And I mean, you look at what they're they're for Tron, they're recreating yeah. kind of like Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges Young, right? Young, yeah. I was saying looks a little bit more like Gary Oldman than <laughs> Jeff Bridges. I haven't yet really? to Does see it? this. Too. Yeah, yeah. There's the, you look at all the posters for. I mean, I, I, I'm dying to see the film, man. Like, look like that, Jeff Bridges to me. I thought it was pretty cool. Jeff Bridges gets cooler looking the older he gets. Have you seen the trailer for True I Grit? Guess. Have you seen him naked? Yeah, I that, I that doubt trailer it. looks awesome. His face <laughs> is just... I'm talking, talking about his face, man. It's scary uh, from the... It's probably a mess. He yeah. looks so just like awesomely grizzled, right? He's, He's just got like, bruises. He doesn't know where the fuck this came from. He's got things sagging. Why is this bleeding? He's got like skin tags. This <laughs> shit's just breaking left and right. He's got cotton. Did you see the trailer for True Grit, though? Yes, I did. I did. I saw Crazy Heart, too. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was an interesting movie, man. It was kind of cool. I, I liked That's it. sad, right? But dude, it was sad, but it was good. I mean, it was there is the the life lesson of being on the road that much, right? Mm. The loneliness, right? Well, it's also the partying, man. You know, I've I've met you know, a million people that have problems with partying, with alcohol especially, but with coke and with a bunch of different things. They they're just people that are performers that are performing all the time and they need to get up to perform. And they that's need to- that's the respect I have. Like I've, I've, I've done like the European press tour for the games where it's five European cities in five days and that just wrecks me. Mm-hmm. Right, I cannot imagine doing like 30 cities in 40 days, right? Like mm-hmm. what it takes to actually pull that off and to sit there and to show up every night and to command a stadium. Like what does that, what does that do to you, right? Like how can you actually show up like that, right? And then at the end of every night, there's an infinite amount of partying or just girls lined up to just do whatever, right? Like in, in a different city and new people experience well, who all think you're gone. Most of the time, you really have to get back to your hotel because you got to get up in the morning in five hours go to your flight. That's it's Those not, are the ones you're responsible for, right? Yeah, well, it's all, the, re, the reality is those, uh, those tours. Like I only did one tour like that. Most of the time, what I do with comedy is I go out on the weekends and then I come home. I go out, I go out for a couple of days and then I come home. Mm. But... A lot of guys will go out and they'll do like, you know, like I know uh, Maz Jabrani we were talking about, he, he goes out and he goes out for like a couple of weeks, like yeah. three, four weeks. But one time we did this Maxim tour and we were gone for like a month, yeah. like a whole month of just constantly doing gigs. And it's a fucking weird thing, man. It's a, it's not. How many cities? 
I think we did 22. Oh, 22 God. cities. 22 and 30 fly. days. Do yeah. you have like a comedy bus or did you fly? We both. We took a bus some places. Most of the time we flew. But it was uh, it was brutal, man. Yeah. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, it was horrible. Every day, what you, all you're doing is traveling and then trying to get as much rest as possible, then getting on stage and then trying to get as much rest as possible and traveling. You never get a full night's sleep. You're always flying. You're always eating terrible food. It's interesting. Even though it's fun, your comedy gets tight. Don't you love the wake? Yeah, don't you love the waking up and going, "Where the fuck am I?" All the time. Yeah, I still do that. I do that so often because I travel so much. I'll go get up to pee and I'll go, "Okay, where's this bathroom? Where no, am do I?" Do you know? Do you know my trick? Leave the bathroom yeah. light on. Close the door. Oh, that's a good. Because when you don't know where the hell you are and you're 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 hey, you gotta go like you that thing will be like this god that's this light at the end of the tunnel. That's a good trick. That's a good trick. You learn all the tricks, Burton, motherfucker. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've had that happen. Man. That's the worst feeling in the world. You it's a weird up. thing, man. Me but and, it's it's a hotel room. You just pee on the floor. Me and Joe oh. had like a scare at a hotel where we both thought we were gonna die. We've talked about it before, but that really changed yeah. the whole thing for hotels for me. I actually fear. Hotel, half the hotel rooms. We always check. Al- always look out the the like somebody knocks on the door. Always look out the little lo- the people and everything. No, it was a fire. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it? You know what the the problem was? It was in an old hotel. Yeah. It wouldn't have been nearly as much of a problem, but there was a single file staircase. Ooh. And we were on the fifth. I was on the fifteenth. What floor were you on? I was on like fourteenth, I think. And um, you know, twelve. And it's you could only get one person on the staircase at a time, and people were slow as fuck. Yeah. When and someone you, says, you feel that you, I mean, you probably felt that like panic. people are about to trample each other, like they're yeah. at that threshold, right? Or there's just that instinct kicks in. It was Dude, like that. Are you kidding? I'm the fucking head of the pack. I was the one to be running on people's heads. Right. I was seconds away from sprinting through these fucking Me people. Too. Yeah. Me there was too. people with slippers on, man, all ambient up. You can tell they were fucked up from yeah. sleeping yeah. pills and shit, and they were yeah. moving slow as shit yeah. and the problem is the announcement like the lady on the thing is like please evacuate a building the building a fire has been detected please evacuate the building immediately and what time this did that happen like 3 in the morning 4.30 like, 4.30 yeah. uh, especially was, not knowing where the hell you are and it was like a <laughs> robot voice that woke us yeah. up it's like attention attention but it wasn't I hate your thing. Face. it was a woman it was a woman talking because oh, right, while she was talking she was doing it so robotic we were trying to it was first of all we're so foggy right. and we're trying to figure out what, why you know if this is really happening it doesn't seem like how you would tell me that the fucking building's on fire well, you'd be, be like, like get, get the out, fuck out! out exactly so this, this chick's like a fire has been detected in the building please evacuate immediately and i'm not sure if this is like a robot from portal i don't know yeah, if it's a exactly. robot or if the it's a real person until evacuate the building until i hear in the background we got to get these people out of here shut the there was a guy in the back behind her yeah. that must have been like you know behind the counter with her it's like we got to get these people out of here and then you gotta wonder like, if it was oh, her buddy. Shit. Like it was just a false alarm, and he just decided to fuck with everybody. Like, no, no, no it's, it's it's on the twelfth floor now. We need to get him out. I remember no, thinking that I was floor. the same exact thing as Joe because we had talked about it afterwards, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, I am going to have to start throwing people out of my way. Yeah. yeah. And then I well, looked that, at the windows, like in the stairways. It was like. You've seen, you've seen it when you get off a plane. Okay. It just it just yeah, amazes you at how slow people can actually physically move. Like like that plane that landed on the Hudson a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I would have just crapped my pants or been like, get me off of this, right? So like, many people, dude, are barely taking care of their body. Barely. Yeah. They're just barely, barely. Well, you've been, you've been barely. next to that guy on the plane. He gives you the extra elbow Please. rest. Yeah, one's leaking over onto your seat. I mean, we were thinking about that when we were we had Ralphie on the podcast. I mean, Brian and Ralphie barely sat in a in a couch together. Like, yeah. what happens if you're on Southwest and you got to sit next to him? You know? That's what you're saying. It's all about the lap band now. Uh, yeah, what the fuck is the lap band, dude? It's everywhere. It's People on every billboard. So they're so gluttonous that you know, you know, there was a picture from a long time ago. The 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 beginning of the. Uh, the 18th century or the 19th century, there was like a, a carnival and they had the fat man, you know, in the carnival, yeah. you know, like a sideshow freak, the like, bearded woman, the fat man. And the fat man wasn't nearly as big as Ralphie Mae. 
Yeah. This guy was a freak back then. Well, dude, what, because people had to fucking work. It, here, they had to move around it's not just bodies. that it's moving, but it's also the average Fast American food. diet. The average American diet likes three flavors: fat, sugar, and salt. Mm. Right, and it's that, everywhere. And, and you're trained. We have an entire generation of kids that will not eat food without ketchup on it. Like they just won't. They just yeah. have to have ketchup, and 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 it's ketchup, chicken fingers, and it's like, dude, heaven forbid you take them out, like I don't know, give them some fish or try a curry or something. Like just oh no, it's just. And then you don't think about McDonald's. Get them young. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is about like this lap band thing is what's really creepy about it is all you're doing is making the stomach smaller so that you get full quicker. So all you have to do is just stop eating so much. But it's like, not. It's that simple. But it's it's hitting your dopamine receptors, and you've been trained for that. That's the only thing you know. We we talk about you know. Can you right, get, can I go to a restaurant and get a half portion, please? Like it's huge now, right? Right. Yeah. But when you're filling up and you have this lap band thing, so you have this like tiny baby fake stomach now, and that little fake stomach's filling up. Do you does your dopamine receptors go off? Do you get rewarded? Though those are the chemicals that say I'm full, good? right? Do, do, they, what, do yeah, they work? And, and, yeah, it, dude, it's on every billboard, and apparently the surgery is not invasive enough that it's at the point. It's going to be like you watch people get their lap band installed in the mall like laser eye surgery right like yeah do that dental whitening get your lap band while you're at it right you know but isn't it like a a, a shitty fix to a problem that's obviously a lifestyle and diet problem somebody saw profit right and yeah i mean that's true i mean obviously it's like the shake weight yeah well (laughs) what's so weird though is like when you talk to somebody that's like insanely obese they act like it's i know she's drunk she's drunk slut don't do that She's Don't not really drinking it. She's just licking the bottle. She licks bo- the Poor bottles. Dog, She's man. used to list- licking cylindrical things in your home. <laughs> but uh, it's like you talk to these people, and they're always like, I don't even know what the problem is. It's thyroids. It's this. It's that. I'm on a diet. But then you hear the other stories where, like, no, dude, he went to Jack in the Box and pretty much ordered, like, 13 dude, it's, hamburgers. It's, it's, I, <laughs> yeah, well. I, I honestly think it's the same thing as the guy who just works out to the point where he looks like he's just comedic. I think it's it's it's, it's an addiction. Yeah, I honestly yeah, think it is. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, but that's a little more. That's a, a different kind of, totally different kind of craziness. Yeah, you know, the crazy, the fat craziness is just like they're just trying to die or something. You know, like I, I have a friend who just I know has like a massive uh, food addiction, and just any time he's around fast food, he just he can't drive by a Jack in the Box. Yeah. He's gonna go in and, and because just because you're trained at a young himself. age to enjoy those flavors, also, man, and it's it's a stealth calorie thing, also. Yeah, but like, he's got to. Kn- I mean, he knows he's fat. He's all, talks about it. He's trying to do things and never has done anything. And you know, it's if you know in your head that you should stop doing this and you have a problem, it's very strange that you can't rewire your brain to recognize that, like, oh, this is something I'm aware of now. Now I just need to stop. It's a, once people get set on a certain path. The, then at a certain point they just go right. right. Breaking that is cycle that? is the hardest thing. Right, but why does that exist? The big question is why is that in our system? Why is it, is it the same thing that allows us to get obsessed with things and get really good at things? Is it like a bastardization? Uh, how of do this we all focus? know what hoarders are now? My grandma right. was a hoarder when she died. My uh, my uncle wound up having to clean out her place. I remember as a mm. kid going to visit her. And she would have stacks of National Geographic five feet yeah. high that with her goat paths we'd have to navigate. You go to the bathroom to pee, and her bathtub was used to have bags of clothes in it. She like never really. See, and we were always wondering why Grandma smelled sweaty. And, you know, because she wouldn't didn't wear deodorant. Joe, by my the way, my grandmother was the what? same way. Your your grandmother didn't wear deodorant. Uh, clearly not. Why not? Uh, maybe she just didn't think it was okay to plug up her armpits with stuff. I'm interested. Well, I wear in deodorant. This. I just don't wear antiperspirant. Right. I one thing is just smell. I was the just other giving thing shit, man. Stopping the. My grandmother was completely crazy. My grandmother, when she died, was exactly the same thing. They had a they had to clean out her. My uncle. I think it's a control thing partially too, right? If you ever house. watch Hoarders, 
Yes. Usually the husband's it's an obsession thing. The husband's some train wreck and the, something's gone south, so it's just one thing that they can they can control in, in their life, right? It's, Maybe, but she was insane about a bunch of different things. But the, the whole house is just stacks of boxes and no one knew where anything And else. it's never anything valuable. It's usually just like... No, she had a lot of money that she didn't even probably know she had. Like $30,000 was stored really? in the house. Some, some ridiculous number, and they were broke. And it was really because uh, she had grown up in the recession. And when you grow up in the recession, you're like constantly worried that you're going to run out of money. So yeah. they would stash that's, money that's, in That's spots. our parents wow. and our grandparents were always like, no, yeah. you're going to finish that. You're going to take that home. Yeah. And uh, this current generation is like, eh, screw it. I don't need it, right? She had an aneurysm and she forgot where everything was. So she had all these fucking cans around the house and nobody found until she died. Wow. So it was like 12 years. That's she was, crazy. Yeah, they gave her 72 hours to live. She had a massive aneurysm and nobody found her for a long time. They oh, came that's... outside and she was just jacked. And so uh, they uh, they brought her into the hospital, and they were like, you know, maybe she's got seventy two hours. Maybe she lived twelve years. Wow, twelve Sicilian peasant genes, bro. Yeah, wow. die hard, right? Yeah, carrying rocks up hills for Both generation ways. after generation. Josh Ortega, he wrote uh, Gears Two. He had one point where he was an apartment manager at an apartment, and he got a phone call that this person had the strange fluid, like that they assumed it was a sewer leak above them or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, dead person. Yeah, oh. yeah. He called in. He called in like a, it was a cop or some sort of cleaner mm. guy. He touched it, smelled. It, he's like, you got death above you. The guy, oh. had, the guy had died and Ooh. bloated and actually soaked through. Oh boy. And and he once they took the body out, Josh actually had to clean like all of that out. But you right? can't clean the ceiling. You have to cut it out. You, yeah, you do. Because it sucked through yeah. the fucking. That, and it, that smell does not go away, right? Yeah, it's in the wallboard. Yeah. It's leaking through the wallboard. You got yeah. body and your ceiling. Yeah. Would you live somewhere like a, pl- a place that, that somebody's been murdered at? No. You wouldn't? No, I don't think I would. And you know, one of the reasons why I don't think I would is I really honestly believe that there's something to... I think it was Rupert Sheldrake, who's an evolutionary biologist, had this idea that everything has some sort of a memory. I believe it was his idea. That memory doesn't just exist in the human mind, but that objects and things have memory. And the world around you. And, and, and that's one reason why you can come into certain buildings and creepy shit has happened there. And, you know, people are fucking flakes, man. People will tell you they can read their palm, your palm or I sense you're a good person. There's a lot of weirdos that talk crazy spiritual talk. But there's Especially something. Especially in California. There's, yeah, for sure, right? Everybody out here wants to be special without working for it. But for sure, there's something about feelings. You know, there's some some there's some feels that you get for some places. And so many people have had like gone. It's like, you know, a house where someone's been murdered and no one even has to tell them. And they feel terrible about the house. And the house is a nice house. There's been so many stories about something like that. I just thought the wallpaper was so bad that somebody had to murder somebody in there. Dude, you know what? I I think ghosts aren't just there aren't just potentially these things that exist around you. I think it's like a memory. Right. As far as uh, there's this awesome game system. Shock 2. Did you ever play it? Yeah. And they used to they, basically you had these implants that allowed you to see the memories of people right before they right. died, and you come yeah. up with the, wow. you, you come up yeah. with the, it was a great storytelling thing because they were ghosts, you couldn't interfere with the cutscene, you couldn't shoot the guy before he did the thing, you just saw the last few, like eight seconds of his life play out, and he came up the this uh, elevator shaft, and this guy in front of you is standing there with a shotgun, he's like, I'm sorry, you know this the space station's gone to hell, I can't deal with this, you know Ellie and the kids, forgive me, and he, you see him put the gun in his mouth and it phases yeah. out, whoa, and, and yeah. they use that throughout right as an amazing so storytelling cool. technique, That's right? A good idea, just classic stuff, man, right? That's you p- brought it back to gaming right there. Did you see that? Mario Kart started that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, the, the, with the, rain, the ghost around the track, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what that was. They yeah, you compete against yourself, move. right? Yep, exactly. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, now we're all figuring out how to basically have different type of events happen online. You know, like Angry Birds, you were saying. Now they're doing, like, the, the holiday edition. Right. right? They, but they're handling it right, too, man. Those, those people didn't charge anything for that game, and, and then they've been updating it. 
you know, patching it. Dude, I would and have told been... you if if I finished Angry Birds and then there was a screen come up, it came up and said, "Hey, you can have thirty more levels for thirty bucks." I would have been like, yeah. "Yes, yes, yeah. and my firstborn, please." They're treating it right though, and they, I mean, is what, that how they Spielberg? do it? Yeah, how do they make money. See, they're they get it. They there's, sold there's the game first. Like they're giving a lot away for free right now. But they, they, weren't you just saying that they have some like ninety nine cent like uh, eagle that'll take out the whole level for you that yeah. they've been planning? Well, they have that, and they also had like the Halloween pack, and yep. then they also have the this whole new Christmas pack, and they're not. But you can't just play all the levels. It's an advent calendar so you can only play one level on each day right so you can't just burn through them all in one night but it's such a well-designed game that you're just going to keep coming back right right? totally so simple perfect kind of ios game definitely tap and swipe baby that's the way to go yeah everything's turning into applications too have you noticed that like nowadays uh, you're not paying money for like uh magazines you're not paying money for for this and that you're now having applications and apps apps are just fancy programs right right just that are just well maintained well maintained personal you're taking these apps with you on the road a lot of people are concerned though on the internet right now that like it's not it no longer is a series of linked websites it's a it's facebook it's these various kind of silos of information where it's all self-contained within that right the thing that uh, you know again i like facebook i think it's cool you know i like stalking people i went to high school with it's cool at the same time like the fact that every website i go to now has like a facebook integrated now right we're like i don't yeah. necessarily want somebody knowing i go to one website and accidentally click like yeah right like right. and then it broadcasts because uh, you know and the- comments you can make comments on these on yeah. a lot of oh websites, absolutely and you do it through your facebook yep. you log in your facebook i'm like wait a minute where's my password going how do you know what's going on i'll here? never how forget- are you connecting i'm allowing you to connect through my facebook joe here's a question for you okay if Brian. you if you could have perfect memory like day mm. to day you will remember everything when you were 10 years old every single day but it had advertising in it. Would you do it? <laughs> it, it already did, dude. That's fascinating. That's right. a very good question. So, like, you oh, can dude. be like, I want to go from August 4th, 1974, 3 p.m. They're like, okay, this is sponsored by Gecko, who, you know, go to gecko.com. And you're like, fine, fine, whatever. And then you're like, bam. Now you have that day in front of you, like on video. Oh, of course. Because sure. <laughs> yeah. we're all no in love doubt. with our memories, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Or that thought, at least. Not. You would yeah. definitely, but then you would say, "Well, where is this stored? Is this non-local?" No, 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 no. It, 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 it's from? like Divic Circuit City. Yeah, that's via assuming two thousand. There's a story on <laughs> IO9 I can't pull up this shit on my own. They're able to surgically kind of remove certain memories from mice. Yeah, like, they've, they've started to come through some of that technology, like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So right. if, you, if you're a PTSD sufferer and you have traumatic events in Afghanistan, they can surgically remove the stuff that happened to you so that you can move on. Since right, yeah, but what if there's some dude that you fucking hate in Afghanistan? And all of a sudden, you're in New York and he sees you like you motherfucker, and you're like, I don't even know this dude. Right, you know that's not cool. Yeah. Then this guy would hate you, and he'd be following you around. You're like, "What is this dude's deal?" Or you get out of <laughs> you get out of a bad relationship, <laughs> and, and you, you killed everyone he knows, man. And he made me make the Iron Man outfit. Right, yeah. You get out of a bad relationship, and meanwhile, she still remembers you, and she's fucking sharpening up her daggers. Yeah. She's, like, traveling all over the country she's trying to find how the, you. how the condom can break to get you yeah. arrested for it. She's got all sorts of outfits. She's, like, blade and shit. She's got a trench coat filled with weapons looking to take you out. And but, I mean, the, but the, fact that, the fact that they're starting to make these breakthroughs, right? Yeah. There was the breakthrough in nanotechnology that happened, I think it was about a year ago, where they were able to figure out how to actually have... Uh, uh, cells that were bonded in an injection that would actually then melt a uh, a tumor that was a tumorous growth, like wow. and without any sort of uh, radiation treatment or any, anything like that, wow. right? <laughs> it's just it's we're, we're right in the verge right now, right? Like of of so many diseases and everything like that, like it might actually happen within our lifetimes. And forget about your kids. And it's I mean, not just happening in in technology; it's happening in space. 
Like all the shit that they're finding out about space as well. Are you have you following any of the astronauts in the International Space Station on Twitter? No. There's uh, that yeah. guy. Dig, yeah, you, dig up his name. His uh, he's been just tweeting photos of like amazing like like sun or you know sunsets from from space from the space Whoa. station. Like somehow they hooked up. You know, he's an internet connection up there, and and, and wow. he has like three hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Space. He, he, he does, <laughs> man. He's like, hey, look at this. Look at this. His name's um. I guess they use Sochi Naguchi. It's uh, wow. at, oh, yeah. at yeah. Astro underscore S-O-I-C-H-I. He's got 300,000 followers, and he's like, hey, look, we're taking off and we're going to the space station, and he's just got this following, and like he's making space travel cool again, right? Whereas you, know, you joke about kids who want to be MMA fighters or video game designers, and now this guy's doing that for the job, right? Which I think is really cool. What are you finding awesome space yeah. porn? Yeah, I actually do follow that guy. I have seen some of his cool stuff. I forgot. I they follow com- so many people, I forgot. They compile it on the Huffington Post once in a while. And you just look at it, just scroll <laughs> through, just like, this is amazing. There's so many things that are just so crazy that are un- mis- not even understood about this world. The whole, like, uh, arsenic-based life form stuff they came out with recently, Yeah, you right? know what? They found out that that was bad science. Really? Yeah, that was very poorly written and that NASA, NASA rushed to uh, to try to get this press conference or this... Uh, you know, press release out there before it got you know really reviewed by all the right people, mm. and there's a, a ton of criticism all over the internet that what they did was uh, they they drew some really unscientific conclusions and and kind of uh, it's not it's not it's not disproven completely, but it's not proven either. It's uh it's not ready yet. And it's kind of like the end of Contact, where they're not really sure if Jodie Foster really went to the other world. There's some nutty shit going on, man. Have you heard about this new object that they found outside of Pluto that's Jupiter sized? Really, just yeah, out of nowhere, way the fuck out there. Like probably as far or more from uh, Jupiter as we are from Jupiter, or excuse me, from Pluto rather, as we are from Pluto. And it's outside of Pluto, and it's gigantic. Yeah, they don't know what it is. They have no idea where it is exactly, but they know there's something out there. They're pretty sure. Well, I know you've probably talked about this in your because you're big on aliens. The whole idea of what Stephen Hawking was saying, like, you know, if aliens actually find us first, then it's going to be a situation where we're the Native Americans, and then it's everybody else coming over from Europe, or, and that didn't turn out very well. Or we're monkeys. We're not even Native Americans, man. Native Americans were at least human. Yeah. You know, I mean, if something is a million years more advanced than us, it's going to be like us collecting bugs. Yeah, like, again, like I said, your kids are probably going to live to be 150 plus. If probably. not to see this. If not you. If not you. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows what the fuck is going on? The, the, the breakthroughs that they're coming up with They're going to live to 150 working in video games. Right? Would you? Stress? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll just kick back and go Jay-Z style once you, you know, yeah. compile all your money. Do, do. Yeah, that's the problem, though. If you, if because the developers, the people who have the money, are the people who put up the money, and those are the people that make all the money. Is that what's going on? And that it's much harder for the developers to go Jay Z style. It is. Yeah. You get well. You get to the point where it's it's so hard for one person to really break out and do his own thing, especially in the AAA space, because you're seeing where used games and rentals are eating up so much of the market that for somebody to spend you know millions and millions of dollars to make a game and then to actually launch it with all the marketing is a huge risk. And then so a lot of people are running to mobile, they're running to all these different kind of places, right? But I would think that at a certain level, like your level, when you have a, a certain reputation behind you, that it might be easier for a bunch of people to come to you and say, listen, man, you're a proven commodity. Why don't you get your team and you know we'll give you guys a cut of the publishing. Hypothetically, I knew at an early age that by doing the PR and being able to have a little bit of a theater background and go on stage, this stuff would get me a certain amount of leverage and then by working with talented people and making great games I have built a brand for myself so hypothetically I could probably go knock on a lot of publishers door tomorrow and be like just give me a bunch of money let me build a team do whatever I want the problem is Epic takes good care of me and I work with everybody and I get to do the shit I want and I you know I, I've got a great setup so why fuck with it for something that may or may not work out right 
That explosion was Brian fucking around in the background. <laughs> what what do you think, think that the world's coming to an end? What do you think the current uh, lifespan of the the consoles are like until the, the new we, ones are we released? for the first time ever in video games we've just gotten past the five year life cycle. Yeah, it seems I like think, there's I think no reason yet. Is well, there? I think for a lot of people, graphics are quote good enough. Yeah, right. And like what if you, if you were to put something new on TV, that's what is the current state of the art versus uh, the latest PlayStation Xbox game? Would it pass the mom test? Would your mom look at that and go, "That looks amazing" compared to that? Maybe, maybe not. Give it a couple of years, yes. Right? So right now, maybe it's good enough. You know, you have all the motion controls and everything like that that can kind of keep everybody occupied. What do you think the next thing is? What do you think, think is just going to be faster and bigger? Or do you think there's going to be the 3Ds this is me more speaking ingrated? Personally, or, yeah. my personal opinion, Your personal is, opinion is fast as hell, avatar style or graphics, avatar level of graphics, uh, something that is always connected to the internet. Is it ever going to come to a time where that's easier to do than it is now? What, in regards to building Technology, this? building it, creating it. I mean, well, I mean will there be like, tools that will There's ways so that you effective? can procedurally create content, right? Like Will Wright did Spore, where like a lot of the, you know, the, the textures were automatically created, so we figured out what like a, an algorithm would be for grass and wood and things like that. And that, there's a huge, uh, not a huge, but there's a subset of people that work in that technology. Like, okay, just hit a button and just generate 50 types of wood for me so we don't actually have to build it, right? Then you right. get to the point where there's a certain library of, do I really need to remodel a couch for the 8 billionth time? Like, work smarter, not harder, right? Figure out ways to use mod- modular architecture. Do you really need 50 columns of different types, or you can just spit them all out, right? The key is going to be figuring out, you know, like, how to craft that within a certain financial model. That's the billion-dollar question. You know, how right, do you provide AAA content that makes sense, right? Like, how do you remain profitable? Will there eventually, you think, will be so- software that makes it easy, like the average person can create games? That's, that's what we do. That's half of our business. You could go to UDK.com and download the same exact stuff we use to build our games. Really? For free. So anybody can, for free, go and take your technology and make their own game? They can. The, the, the problem is, of course, if you start making money with it, then you have to talk to us about officially licensing it. Wow. That's pretty fucking That's how dope. it works. Actually, but, never really knew but that. But <laughs> the reason why this is smart is because you have uh, so many college campuses out there that want to find a solution. How do we train college kids to learn how to use this technology? But how, goes how to, hard is it? How, how hard's your builder? Like, is it a hard I would have builder? Fucking killed for these tools when I was seventeen. Really? Yes. Not wow. they're not. You know, making game is hard, right? Like, right. you still have to know what to do. But if I was myself, seventeen, I would have been able to do such crazy shit. Like, I had to like learn Visual Basic and get a programmer. Right. You know, the programmer I did Jazz Jackrabbit with back in the day is the guy who works on Killzone now. Wow. Yeah, really? it's just one of those weird, like you know, Professor X Magneto type situations, right? But he's a cool guy, great Dutch dude. Um, but yeah, like you could just go download it now and start building a game. So I get these kids that tweet me all the time. How do we get the business? How do we get the business? I'm like, go to UDK, download it, and start building something. Wow. Figure out what you're good at and work your ass off and be better than everybody else. Have right? you been mm. playing that hard shaft? I mean, mine shaft game that's on that the Holy Freudian. <laughs> yeah, what a slip there, Brian. <laughs> Kidding. Fuck is wrong with you, son. It's this game uh, called Big Black Dog. It's called King Kong. I mean, it was it's, great. It's, it's Minecraft, right? <laughs> uh, so, have you been playing that at all? Yeah, I heard it's amazing. That... It's the first PC game I paid money for in years. Really? All right. So we what almost got game? through this whole episode without anybody talking about Big Black Dick. Wow. I, I <laughs> apologize. That was a horrible slip. It was like one of those where well, he, he brought up big black dicks though. It's almost like it's oh. impossible. It's like it's embedded into our system. Yeah, we it's, attract it's, dick talk. Weave through Especially the DNA, the black kind. So, what is it Mineshaft? How do I? Okay, I'm gonna go from big black cocks to Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. Minecraft. It's not yeah. even shaft. Not even so it's shaft. this game, Joe. This this this, 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 this fuck, kid. Son. This kid decided to make this game out of his garage. <laughs> And he's making, God, I, I don't even know the numbers. He's making money hand over fist. Right. And it's basically a world where you can you, you initially start off and you can build cubes of different uh, materials in front of you. 
and then build anything you want, basically. So imagine building 3D pixels. And there's people who have built, like, the Earth in this game, right? Right. And then there's uh, this mode where nighttime comes and you have to eventually figure out how to survive your first night and start building like a, a workbench and build all these different things. And it starts getting deeper and deeper. I haven't gotten too deep into it, but it's become this kind of phenomenon. He's talking to Valve about doing something with it. And what you see right now is these kind of little micro developers who are having success, right? The guy who did Braid, Jonathan Blow, you have the, the team who made Portal was like a handful of kids who made an independent game that then they started working with Valve, right? right. The guy who did Limbo, the team who did Limbo, they were at the ah, Independent Games Festival. So we saw that and we're like, this game is great. And yeah. then every time, I love supporting these indie kids because you never know like what's going to come out of them because they can often take risks that we can't. Right. Because, you know, they're, you know, in their garage and they're, you know, building How it. hard would it be for someone to make a movie with your game engine? Pretty easy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. They call it machinima. Oh yeah, mashima. Yeah, yeah I'm going to the, the awards yeah, ceremony. Yeah. 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 What do they call oh. it? Spell that. I always call it mashima, but I don't know Mash- how. It... Mash- you know, it's the How'd art of it? the art of a vir- machinima. It's the art of a virtual camera, right? M a c h i. Machinima. A s s s l i t. I've seen some old ones done with old game engines that looked really hokey. That's good. But the game engines of today, they're so sophisticated. Well, yeah, that was what Red vs. Blue was, right? That was that whole web series that became huge. These guys took the Halo characters, and they just made them talk in these incredibly funny situations. That's why you need to have a sitcom of your characters having wives and stuff in that form. We will absolutely do that in our spare time. Yes. No, no. You just just hire two high school kids. Between our iPhone efforts. You hire two high school kids to do it, and you give them fucking $10 a week. They'll have the Marine guys pulling their assholes apart. In the goatsy pose, you know. And That's the beauty of, of so many of those internet memes is I could sit there eating a giant bowl of cereal and just watch it and not even care because it's been sent to you so many times. Right. That's true. And that's the other thing, you know, we were talking about kids getting freaked out by all the, the, the input that they have today. They're, they're just going to get desensitized a little quicker than us. If you can handle it, kids can handle it. It's just going to be trickier. Trickier in the beginning. But I will tell you, bringing it full circle, like every time I see real life, like, you know, violence in front of me, see somebody get hit at a bar, it makes me nauseous. Yeah. Really? It does. My problem is I'm so used to it. Right. I see people get beat up and it's so normal. My wife cut her head and uh, she uh, opened up um, the back of her car, you know, the the hood and and banged her head on it accidentally. And she the skull? Bled. No, it wasn't that bad, but it started bleeding. Did I talk about this already? No. It started bleeding. And um, I just looked at her like, eh, it's a little cut. You know, for her, it's like this traumatic thing. Yeah. And I'm like, they're not even going to stop this fight. This is nothing. You know, this <laughs> she is didn't a, even tap out. This is, this is ridiculous. This is barely a cut. I'm like, this is only so like yeah, an inch facial long. wounds bleed a lot, You know, right? I'm like thinking, shit, am I going to have to take her to the hospital for this little baby cut? Is she going to freak out or is she going to let me stick like crazy glue in there and glue it together? Because that's what I would do. That was my head. I'd be like, just drop some crazy husband, glue in there. Husband and squeeze that shit right glue. here, dude. That's what they do, man. Quit crying, you pansy. Cuts. When you get cuts, they put crazy glue on it and they push it together if it's a little one. Yeah. Just put some vinegar on it. But it's so funny. My point is that I'm so used to trauma. I'm so used to like dudes getting punched in the face and well, you have that kind of fighting upbringing constantly, dude. Again, it comes back to Boston. Once there's that, but there's also working for the UFC for over a thousand fights, being three feet away from these murderers, these fucking trained killers, punting each other in the head. You know, I mean, I've seen so many dudes just get fucking flatlined. What's 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 the lifespan of a fighter with the amount of head damage or anything? Right, it's a good question. I don't think we know. Not, no, I'm not saying lifespan. I'm saying as far as like how long can he actually fight before it starts to become. Have you have That's you seen fighters that too. it becomes like a visible issue? Like yes. you can start to see things get a little off. I have seen guys go from being absolutely normal to absolutely not normal. Yeah, absolutely normal to frightening. I've seen that. I've seen the full That's, spectrum. Yeah, it's very shocking. And I've seen also also guys like Randy Couture who get out of it with not a not a single problem. You know, and Randy is so super lucid. You know, you talk to him; he's very intelligent, yeah. very 
aware and you know and he's been he's been knocked out a couple of times he's you know? recognized how how to build a brand though right well it's also he's a smart guy he doesn't take unnecessary punishment some guys they try to be more exciting so they'll take unnecessary punishment they'll they'll like they won't fight strategically they'll fight like in an aggressive style in an attempt to overwhelm this person with their physicality and when you do that you know it makes for exciting fights for the fans yeah but it's very dangerous for you it's yeah. very dangerous for your your long-term mental health you know, that that's just, a management issue you, you'd assume i mean fight have their managers who kind of advise them on these impossible things. you can't tell a guy what to do there's no way he's gonna not gonna listen to you if he's the guy who wears his underwear when he gets in that fucking cage and they shut that door he's not gonna listen yeah the fighters will take they'll take direction as far as coaching they'll take direction as far as technique they'll take direction as far as you know they have a guy that they really trust and he raises him correctly and trains him to be a good fighter they'll go out there with a healthy respect for the art form and they'll go out there and do it right but if you get a guy and he just that's how he develops he develops and like this is his style and then you try to coach him it's like you know good luck can't that's teach what they new do. tricks well, you see some fighters, and all they want to do is brawl, and they brawl every fight. And then you see other fighters where they skillfully avoid strikes, take the guy down, strangle him. You never see, very rarely, I should say, I wouldn't say never, you never, you very rarely see someone go from being the meathead brawler to being the super intelligent, ultra-skilled technician yeah. that gets through a fight and takes no damage. Yeah, I imagine you want to be surgical about it, right? You should, yeah. Well, you should tr uh, treat it like what it is. It's a martial art, and it's a game. And the game is do punishment without getting punishment done to you. Be yeah. superior in every single aspect of the game. Be able to force your will on that person. Yeah. And that's the intelligent part about it. But, you know, you know, it's also when you get fight of the night bonuses and, you know, you want to make the crowd cheer and, you know. and Get you, that adrenaline yeah, going. Right? Yeah, and a lot of guys, you know, they love to say they finish fights, they go out there and they put it on the line, and it does make for a more exciting fight. That's, that's absolutely true. But I had this con this uh, exact conversation with a guy named John Donaher, who's this uh, pretty infamous uh, jujitsu instructor, really super, super smart guy. And he and I both agreed that the most important thing is, even though it's good to be exciting as a fighter, it's good to, you know, it's good to, you know, please the crowd and it makes the sport more popular and everything. I absolutely agree with that, too. But the most important thing is to be very skilled and to be the most skilled and do the exact right thing that you're supposed to be doing in order to apply damage but take little in return. And when you take unnecessary risks and you do something in an in in unsmart manner, you're degrading your art. You're, you're, you're watering down your purpose. You're, you're, you're doing something that's not the optimal way to do it. It's not the artistic way to do it. You're not, you're not fighting it correctly. Yeah. You know, it's like riding a wave. You know, when you get off that wave, what do you want to do? You want to face plant to the rocks? Of course not. No, you want to ride. You want to ride that bitch that, and be perfect. That's the way to. I can't. I, I can't speak of it, man. It's just it's a, a world outside my own. So right? alien. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's alien to me, and I've done martial arts my whole life, but I've never fought in the UFC. Yeah. You know, and being around a, over a, at least a thousand fights, you know. Yeah. But we were talking about like guys like you know like being used to trauma. I'm way too used to trauma. Yeah. It's just so normal for me. I, I've been at bars when dudes are beating the fuck out of each other. I'm like, eh, these guys hitting each other. Yeah. Keep your hands up, dude. You know, like, I'm a fucking <laughs> pussy. That's the irony, right? Is like you know we we do the, these games with these like big badass guys, and they're just you know tearing arms off and beating people to death with it. And like you, you see anything in real life, and it's just like oh Jesus, I get some getting sick, right? Well, that's I, a good question, man. So like, what do you think about this whole debate? That you know this this I, I think it's pretty silly and kind of like not poor, not well thought out. This idea that violent games make people violent. I don't think that's true. I think whatever happened to crazy. First and foremost, right? It's a Chris Rock's kind of thing about it. I, I honestly think it's a situation that they they relieve more stress than they cause. Yeah. 
like it's a cathartic thing. Like if mm-hmm. you and, and there's a certain sick type of mind that's drawn to a certain type of entertainment that was just predisposed to that, right? Yeah, and that person's sick. Period. Yeah, and so you're not going to get. It's always the what violent games was Hitler playing, right? That kind of thing, right? And it's just like, dude. I mean, right. We cannot create a society based upon a lowest common denominator of entertainment. Thank you. Right, like assuming or anything or anything. It's there's there's entertainment for kids, there's entertainment for adults, and that's the way the world works. I mean, it should be that way with everything: access to information, you know, propaganda. You can't you can't like program society for the lowest common denominator, well, and that's what you're doing. If you're if you're not allowing intelligent people who are not going to be affected, if you're you're trying to restrict their access to things like video games. And I personally think the market will bear what the market will bear, right? Like, you know, look at what we do with the stylized violence of these big giant guys in space armor ripping the arms off lizard men. If you, there's a game about a guy on Flatbush Avenue with a Yankees hat pulling off the arm of somebody else with a Red Sox hat, like, and it was depicted real, like, you'd be kind of like, eh. But then the violence in Grand Theft Auto, on the other hand, plays very well because it's done within the context of the story or it's done comedically where you're running over a hooker or something like that, right? It's all – people. if people are offended you, by it, they're you not going to buy it. The, okay, but – but what if the government steps in? I mean, there's been many times where there's been talk about legislating, you know, what the content of video games and making sure that there's rules what you can and can't do. There are already it rules, though. That's the thing. That's what people forget is the fact that there's well, there's rating system. There's a games, rating system. There's right? the parental restrictions on the consoles, which are very easy to set. And there's also the fact that the games cost a certain amount of money in order to get access to. There's multiple gateways there that are in place. And on top of all of that, there is, of course, the parenting issue. But right? is there the situation like there is with movies where they tell you, hey, you can't release this unless you cut out a bunch of shit or it's going to be like X-rated? It, it, it is, is absolutely. It, it is reviewed. Right? It, right, it is viewed Mass by the. ESRB. Is there an NC seventeen or something? There, there some... you can get an adults only rating, but it's the curse. It's a kiss of death, much like the NC seventeen. Whereas you know you're not going to be in Walmart. You're gonna you're not going to be in. Well, you can... Mass Effect <laughs> isn't that at Walmart? Mass Effect or whatever the one with the prostitution and the nudity, and that was which one? Uh, Mass was Effect. Mass, Mass Effect it... did have some sex type quests in it, but there's yeah. I don't know about I don't think there was prostitution in any Mass. No, it's no. kind of amazing that you can have chainsaws in the end of your gun where you can cut people in half, but you can't fuck. Right. That's well. That's America. That's amazing, though. Uh, like,
or something. You think? All right. All right, we're back. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Rough being this cat. We're going to have to split this up. This audio is split up. I'll put it together. This is the end. You're a master. You know what the fuck you're doing. This is the end. Dum, 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 dum. My only friend. The end. Thank you, The Cliffy. real Cliffy B Thank on uh, Twitter. Thank you very much, man. It was a lot of fun. Like Thanks I was saying me. before we cut off, uh, we covered everything, man. We covered the universe. We covered video game development. We covered greedy cunts, black cocks, Brian's whore dog. What <laughs> else? Anything else? I'm sorry about my whore dog, by the way. What else? What Angry else Birds. Angry Birds. The universe, the galaxy, fighting, bleeding. Technology, WikiLeaks. Super leaks. glue. And dude, come to town once more than every once every five years. It's tough to get to Raleigh. Charlotte, even. Charlotte. It's tough to get down there. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, maybe I'll do Charlie Goodnights again. Yeah. Haven't that done a that in cool a place. long time. It was, yeah, but you know what? The problem is too many goddamn hecklers. That's why I stopped going there. There's too many really? fucking hecklers. You can always man. handle them. Dude, it was brutal. The last time I was there was just people talking. Just in do the matinee row. shows. I've ne- I mean, this is a fun club, though. Great owners, too. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Thank you very much, Cliffy B. Fleshlight. Yes, thank you. Thank you to the Fleshlight for sponsoring the show. You can go to fleshlight.com. And uh, if you go to JoeRogan.net, there's a link that takes you to Fleshlight.com, and you type in the keyword Rogan, the promo code, and you get 15% off. And then you can beat off like a fucking savage, like a man alone in the ocean trying to figure out how to get by. All you got is cans of dried fish and some rainwater that you've collected and a Fleshlight. Get enough spit. And you're hallucinating because you're fucking... Skin is getting cooked off by the sun. You ain't got no sunscreen, stupid. Your dog is just walking all over me, man. <laughs> so rude. That's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Next week, um, it looks like we're probably going to get Greg Fitzsimmons. He wants to go on. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, who knows? We've we still got to get Brian Posehn. i still got to call Bobby Lee. we got a lot of shit happening, people. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in, and uh, we appreciate all the positive energy and all the support and all the... Um, we, I appreciate all the people appreciating the podcast. It's awesome. And uh, all the people on Twitter and Facebook and all you people out there sucking cock in the streets. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. WikiLeaks, baby. Let's go.